boa noite, bom dia, seja que for, whichever one it is for you. Uh, welcome back to another episode here of the Minnesota Football Daves. We have uh, from the Daves I know, the full crew in the house. Dave is here, MJ is here, Jess is here. What is up, Daves? I've just been uh, uh, working my little tail off, but the presentation that uh, I was last minute scrambling for went off really well. Highlights include me singing Def Leppard as intermission music while our demo site caught up. <laughs> MJ, Dave, how we doing? I'm low on sleep, but you know what? Coffee and whiskey do wonders, Mr. Zeller. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that there are no more four o'clock uh, matches. Um, you've you've been taking it for me and a number of us. So yeah, I've been Thank at you. every. Yep, I missed or I cut the very very tail end of one, but I've pretty much been at least half um, at every every other one. So I'm very excited to um, not sleep. have to. Yeah, yeah, not like not want to go to sleep at seven o'clock at night. You know, um, yeah. so like and even tonight, the... I was like. Yeah. yeah, from the Minnesota Football Show, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria. What is up, my guy? And my name is Eric Silverbrenneman, also with the Minnesota Football Show. We're get, we're gonna jump in. We got a full slate here. We have a timer because we know that we did not have such a thing the last time, and we ended up uh, with about a two-hour program. So we're gonna try and slice and dice and get through the good stuff in a better flow, hopefully. Um, let's just jump in, we, listeners. You're ready. We're getting ready to move into the next round third round of the group stage uh there are a lot of unanswered questions but we're going to fly backwards in time we're going to go to wales versus iran final score there iran to wales nil um i'm going to throw to mj and dave in a second but um obviously we're going to be throwing in a lot of the socio-political subplots of everything that's been happening in this world cup there have been many uh, actions in solidarity with all the protests in iran as we've already talked about this one had a very uh, powerful one with a young woman with an actual Masa Amini 22 shirt. That's her age when she was murdered. Uh, she herself covered, or she has blood, like red streaks coming out of her eyes. I mean, powerful, powerful thing. It was, it was, it worked really well. It was a very effective protest. She was not handled so gently by Qatari security, as you can imagine, um, pretty aggressively and violently escorted, not hard, escorted is the wrong word. She was thrown out. Um, but thanks to social media, the image made it around the world. So there it is, um, more actions. And there's another one we'll talk about down the way, but Dave and MJ, tell us about the match. Uh, yeah. Um, this one, uh, was one of those aforementioned 4am games. Um, so my memory of this is maybe a bit hazy. Um, this is not a super fun game to watch. Um, at least not for the first 85 minutes or so. Uh, there was an Iran goal that was chalked off after um, an offside, a VAR offside review. Um, side note, are, how are you guys liking this VAR as it's being done by? I know we talked a little bit about it. Um, I so I heard somewhere um, that the because there's a there's been a, a lot of concern about VAR changing the uh, MJ. Fuck you, buddy. Um, there's a lot of concern about VAR and the and referees not even going to the VAR and being our overturning um, either an offside or a goal um, without the referee looking. I've heard that they only go to the VAR. Uh, the VAR only tells the referee if they got if they think the referee has got it wrong. 
Um, so the referees are only going to the to to look at the VAR themselves if they um, if they disagree with the call that that the VAR basically is changing their call. Um, what are your guys' thoughts very quickly on on how that is working out? I mean, it's I think generally speeding the game up. Um, we're not seeing as many of the replays, unfortunately, um, and then we're getting that really crazy weird uh, 3D rendering five minutes after far calls have yeah. been made. That's which is a little annoying. It's a little just yeah, annoying. Like, I, why can't that be shown right away? I guess maybe that is that right. the big thing. Is like people's not seeing that, so they are frustrated about it. It's possible. It's definitely flowing a little bit faster. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I don't know. the The 3D thing is silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, get back into it though, because we're we're down to yeah. about three minutes now. So tell me about. Oh, uh, you don't you don't have we don't have much more to talk about. Fucking uh, Wayne Hennessy loses well, his goddamn mind in the 84th minute. Um, takes out an Iranian attacker. Uh, originally given a yellow card. Again, goes back to VAR. Uh, changes to an obvious red. Um, that you know frees up the game. Iran and Wales played a very um unimpressive um you know, soccer match of seeing who wants the ball more and neither team really wanted the ball after the red card. Obviously the game changes. Iran gets a goal in the 98th minute. This is, I believe in the, uh, I think believe they had 10 minutes of stoppage time. So two minutes away from the end of the game, um, Cheshmi shoots from the top of his box, uh, beats Danny Ward, who came in to replace the Hennessy um, for bottom right corner. And then I, Wales was throwing everything forward. Um, this is just a, a typical counterattacking goal. Uh, Wales is pressing um, the midfield. Iran turns the ball over. Um, there's a four on two. Um, Taremi passes to Rizian, who is able to get around the keeper and just knocks it home. So that was it, man. There was, uh, yeah, I said Wayne Hennessy lost his goddamn mind. Otherwise, I think this would have been, and I think both teams would have been okay with the 0 0 draw on this one. As it turns yeah. out, Iran wins, and they are uh, currently, after the, the other match, will be sitting second and control their destiny um, if they draw uh, to, today. If you're listening to this podcast or win, they go through. Um, again, they just need a draw or a win versus the U.S., which needs a win. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Kind of some karma, seeing as they had their own keeper situation last time that they got the uh, opposing keeper to lose his mind, like you said, <laughs> and then have to like go out. So they they're keep they lose yeah. their keeper game one, the other keeper game two. Uh, MJ, anything to add? Uh, how much Hennessy did Hennessy drink? Is my first question. Uh, um, I assume he likes cognac. And the other thing I would just say is that the Iranian attack looks potent. You, even before Hennessy lost his mind, they had chances on net and they were dangerous. So I hope Turner and the U.S. are taking a look at video, like know who is dangerous because there were like four of them that looked dangerous. It, it, it opens up the group. Now, yeah, who knows? Let's keep moving here. Let's go to uh, Qatar and Senegal. Uh, I don't want to make Dave responsible for everything here. MJ, do you want to take this one? Um, all right. It's fine. I can do it. No, um, this one, because this one was pretty easy. Um, the stadium was not full at all. Um, I, mean, I, was, I made a joke in our document of looking forward to um, the stadium announcers announcing 100,000 people in the match. Um, it was definitely like half full, maybe. Uh, 41st minute, Senegal gets a goal. Um, uh, Qatari defenders uh, apparently gifting goals as part of their um, w- uh, wooing of nations to win the tournament. Apparently, they also needed to gift goals to other teams as well. Um, and uh, so the 41st minute goal from Senegal, 48th minute goal from Senegal. Um, Qatari gets their first ever World Cup goal in the 78th minute. Um, and then uh, Senegal seals it with an 84th minute goal. 
uh, who says you needed Mane um, in, a, in a tournament like yeah, this? Yeah, for real. Uh, Qatar first team eliminated uh, from the tournament, uh, the quickest ever um, elimination wah, of a wah. tournament. I believe six days before they were officially eliminated. They spent $220 billion to play in a tournament for six days. So um, that's a lot of billion dollars per day for that tournament. So, yeah. Qatar still gets to say they were the first to host the World Cup in the Middle East. And, and that's worth, that had some buying power. Yeah, well, not, wor- not worth all the, an- the deaths and human rights abuses. There's all that. Well, as well. The, there was buying power, all right. There was buying power, and we, yeah. we know about where that money went. Um, that, or at least that sure is, is coming up with theories about where that money went. Yeah. Cool. So Senegal uh, getting some points. That makes our uh, – well, we need to get – um, we should ask uh, Jess to look up uh, Cisse as another hot or not while we're while we have her here. Oh yeah, I can I can Senegal for, us for a minute. Um, so Senegal, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So Senegal plays Ecuador, and we'll talk about another one's Ecuador here in a minute. Um, and both teams control their destiny, win, and they are through to the knockout round. Um, so it's a uh, yes, because Senegal sitting now on three points, and Ecuador is on four after their draw with the Netherlands. Which if you want to just dive right into that one that yes makes I can do that fast. we don't have to spend much time on either of these sure just let us know uh just when you're ready uh this is a one one draw uh netherlands got the early goal gakpo with an absolute rocket um <laughs> dave you put in here psv Eindhoven about to cash in you're, you're yeah, probably that, right <laughs> yeah i listened to a podcast i was actually listening to uh, the men in blazers with um rog bennett with Je- jesse marsh and he mentioned gakpo personally and saying that Leeds was looking at, at Gakpo. He's like, I don't think we can oh afford Gakpo anymore. <laughs> so at least, at least you recognize, at least you recognize that they probably can't afford him anymore. So yeah, yeah. I know. I think it, it, I've heard Liverpool's in on him. So there's, if there's that, it's a sweet it a, goal. It was a really nice He's, goal. He switches feet. Yeah, that, that, that's what I put in here. Is he he kind of traps it with his right and thinks he's going to go. Then he passes it to his left and buries it lefty. Pretty sweet. Somewhere in there, he 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 split or beat a double team, right? Like yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. They, Go ahead. saying at least at least for a few days the quickest goal of the tournament so far. Um, we'll talk about that's right. That in a good second. Point. Good point. Good point. Um, so this holds for a while, and Ecuador are fighting in this one. They're they're not willing to just let this thing roll. And first, there is um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's an offside that happens. It's right before the actual goal. What is it, like the 47th minute, something like that. Uh, Stupinan gets in there, ruled offside. Then like, just like a minute or two later. <clears throat> the real deal happens. Uh, Ecuador goal. Of course, it's the one and only Ener Valencia again. Uh, that is his third goal of the tournament. It is Ener Valencia golden boot watch, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was just a nice little, basically it was a rebound. Yeah. I'll, and so, I'll say, good. He's, sorry, he's scored the last six um, World Cup goals for Ecuador. It's um, incredible. And he didn't play he's, in the 2018, 2018 tournament. So right, um, and he's not yeah, a young man bunkers. too. He's thirty no, something. He always so, fakes an injury. So hey, there's Rodrigo. We got you, buddy. There was uh, a there was a case like in Ecuador where he was faked an injury to not get arrested because he was being allegedly accused of not um, paying child support. So that was a big old deal. So yeah, you remember that? That sounds like something we covered. 
<laughs> um, so, you know, they hold. So 1-1, one, one, big draw for Ecuador. So Group A, as we go into this next and final round of the group stage here, Netherlands at four, Ecuador at two. They both have plus two goal differential. Senegal with three, and Qatar is out, like you already mentioned. So this brings up a really big Ecuador-Senegal match. Uh, Jess, are you ready for Cisse, uh, hot or not? I am indeed, right yeah. after I get off mute. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is just like hot or not on demand a la carte. So yeah. bear because with we, me. I'm we already know. Yeah. In terms of managers, the bar is extremely low. So like for him, we like, we think he's kind of a demigod among managers. But there's, a, there's, only, there's, there's a couple smoke shows and he's one of them. So <laughs> you think he's one of them? See, now I wish, see, these are all the things <laughs> I need to have watched for context. Because well, just, just, just think of coaches, context. coaches and, and managers in general and, and use that okay, as your fair. base. I've got, a, I've got a good vision on that. Okay. Yeah. So Hot, he's doing well in the World Cup coaching situation. He, I think he just got recognized, what was it, for being the first African football team manager to win something twice in a row? Uh, Coach two cups in a row, maybe. Coach two cups in a row. Anyway, I like his dreads. I like him more without facial hair, but I think facial hair looks to be his thing in his management face. Like that, it looks like he's successorizing. Um, I think he has great structure, but he he really loses it when he lets it go into this salt and pepper. I mean, and I'm a fan of salt and pepper. Go all natural, baby. Oh, yeah. Work it, Eric. He's working <laughs> it for you folks at home. He's voguing. And, and he is hot. Is he, do I think he's probably the hottest manager at the World Cup? I'd, I'm, I'm guessing no. Oh, wow. All right. I I think he definitely probably makes the top five, maybe even the top three. But I mean, when you're talking about that, that, that those differences on the table, you know, just a point here and there, you tie on some other category. I think that's your new assignment that you need to figure. I'm curious to see who you think Mm -hmm. is hotter. Okay. Well, you guys also requested, I take a look at the Swiss general oh, manager. Well, we'll get to him in a sec. Hold on. Okay. I can hold I, I want on you, him. I just, but just, I just. Comparatively speaking, I have, these are the two I've just looked at and they're both general managers. Sounds I just, I just sent you another one in the chat. Uh, Erle Renard. <laughs> this is going to be nonstop bombard. Who is, this who is, is the Saudi. Court. This is, is what I have of- to offer. He's the Saudi Arabia head coach. We'll get to Saudi Arabia in a little bit. So I'll give, we're giving the, I'm giving, yeah. trying to give you a little bit of time, a little bit of lead time here. Sure. Yep, yep. I'm and the, I'm ready on Bruno. I can't, I can't wait. Oh, you I can't wait till Tata takes first place. That's going to oh be All right. Ever. Let's keep moving here too while, she, while she's doing her research. So we have the one that's been overanalyzed and overtalked at this point. Uh, it's, it's the big draw, the draw that actually feels like a win. England nil, U.S. nil. Um, does it feel like a win though? More so than the last one for me. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'll say uh, this one definitely feels like, I mean, they both feel like they drop. I mean, they, I don't know. I feel like they both are like, feels like they drop points. I think, um, th- this is a 2014 U S fandom will be like, Oh yeah, we only, we drove England zero zero. That's, that's awesome. 
Um, this game, um, not as much. I certainly the first 15 or 20 minutes, um, England was kind of in control and doing sort of making their, um, their will known. And then after that, for the last 70 minutes of the game, there was no, I was not concerned about England at all. Um, the there was U.S. No, midfield bossed them for they, a solid hour. Yeah, they, well, they, yeah, and they talk, I mean, this has been talked about to death, but they did it, they did a sort a small tactical shift, which has fucked England up. And England and, and um, all the, the English podcasts I listen to are just uh, castigating Gareth Southgate for not having the tactical acumen to, to adjust to what the U.S. doing. Um, if so, so U.S. typically plays in a four-three-three. Um, in this game, um, they they after about the first fifteen minutes or so, they transition to like a more of like a four-two-two-two, um, basically seeding the outside to the English and basically saying beat us on the outside. And then all then all that happened is just fucking Harry Maguire and uh, Luke Shaw just passing the ball back and forth to one another. Um, and not going forward at all. And then, you know, the when the US had the ball, um, McKenny, it was McKenny, Dest, and um uh Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams, um, just working the right side of uh the field, um, making Luke Shaw's life absolutely miserable. Um yep. could have happened to a nicer dude uh, to have <laughs> a miserable day at the office. Harry Maguire. For England, saved their ass several times. I mean, because they had like honestly, six corners in a row, and he went up for all there was, of them. <laughs> there was about yeah, there was about a there was about a 10, 10 minute uh, period in the second half where the ball didn't leave England's didn't leave England's side of the pitch and barely yeah. left their third, like the, the final third for the, the U.S. There, um, the U.S. all the U.S. all the uh, all the English could do was to just try and boot it as long as possible, and generally end up kicking it up in the air. Uh, Pulisic hit a crossbar uh, in the first half. Yeah, thirty um, seconds. McKinney, that was a nice shot. McKinney had a, a, a sitter that I mean, a, a sitter. He was he was close, and he just and he mishit it. Um, I don't ever want to think anything is you know we've we've had that issue with the sitters. Um, and Wondolowski. MJ wants us to mention uh, <laughs> McKinney's clown hair realization. I I, I love it. He's this this yeah second time he's done the. the I, I feel hair. that it's great. I feel that everyone knows that on the U.S. men's national team that he's the class clown of the group. Multiple other people have been interviewed on like, who's the most to start breaking out into this stupid pop song or who's the most that, you know, cracks a, a joke or does this inappropriately. And Wes McKinney hits the, these sorts of, um, he's called out in these interviews by other players all the time. It's so he's great. just like, oh, I'm the clown. Okay, what's clown? I got to tell you, my favorite moment of this whole match was him when he goes to take that throw in and you know, the, the ball's all wet or it's all sweaty or whatever it is. You guys see where he like, he just yep. walks up to the photographer, like a, a media photographer, like <laughs> wipes his hands on, on his like media vest to, to dry his hands for the ball. Spectacular. Yes. Spectacular. It was, it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> again. Yeah. Like, so, so the, just the game, the only issue I have basically is with, with Greg Berhalter is his complete, um, his sub strategy is is uh, Heath esque, and that is I think mm. being being kind. Um, you know he made he made all the right moves in terms of of adjusting his uh, his attack, um, his defense. Christian Pulisic had a you know in spite of the fact that he can't hit a fucking cross to save his goddamn life, um, is playing really good defense. He played really good defense when asked to play defense. That's not typically his forte, um, but he did a good job. You know doing what was asked of him. 
Um, but then we didn't make any fucking subs until like the 77th minute or something like that. Um, yep. Bringing on Brendan Aronson. Uh, didn't bring on Gio Reyna until the 83rd was, minute. You, you need right. to give Gio Reyna more time to cook. And obviously, again, this has been talked about to death, so I'm not going to belabor the point. So either something – we're going to find out at the end of this tournament. Either something is wrong with Gio Reyna that no one was telling us where he's just not as fit, or – and this we'll find out probably tomorrow – is that they, they were saving him um, for, for this particular one. game. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that that's the case. You, 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 it's the fucking world cup, man. It comes around once yeah. every four years. If you're lucky, you need to put those guys on. And, you know, and again, I'm not a, I'm not a, a coach. Maybe Rodrigo can, can chime in a little bit here, talk a little bit more about, you know, their use of, of Gio Reyna, but it's just, it's, it's one of the, it's like the, the mind baffling question of the world cup. seems like Burhalter has done everything pretty much right for these first two games. The one exception being his, his subs and, and his sort of lack of, trust in his subs which is just strange i want to add to rodrigo too if you want to talk about the coleman bowl reffing but whichever one you want first no, i love or, the coleman bowl reffing that was probably one of my <laughs> favorite things let it go you're to the an only MMA one fight. you're the only one rodrigo <laughs> yeah it was like it was like wait why is he getting a, a foul is like because he's not bleeding and it's not broken that's right. That's why. Compared, compared compared to that first game where there was what there was two yellow cards in the first thirteen minutes for the U.S. Yeah, there was none in this game. So um, yeah, it was, it was... Oh, let them play, let them be physical, which is fine. I mean, you know, uh, but, but I also think that you know, I, I I think England was very scared of the quick counter attacking of the United States, and so they didn't want to venture forward. The few times that they did venture forward, were able to do something. Um, the defense was able to get the ball quickly out and then they were running after, um, you know, everyone else on that thing. I, I, Berhalter, you know, uh, I don't understand why you don't, you don't change it up and, and bring in players sooner. Like you have uh, Jesus Pereira for a reason. Um, you said that he was your model number nine. Apparently you don't need a number nine. Apparently you are embracing the, the Heath-esque attributes of, don't need a forward, just need a bunch of wingers to score. Uh, but you know, this game was Tyler Adams, to be honest with me. If Tyler Adams doesn't doesn't show up in this game and he's a captain for that reason, I don't think you get this result. Because I think Christian was, was awesome. okay. I think he everyone was... else was okay, but Tyler Adams really held that in. So yes, yeah, he was a hundred percent. There's that I, I I think I put it in here. I don't remember what it was, but just watching him, it kind of reminded me of the old school of Miguel Ibarra. Like he like basically ran from one post to the other just to like slide tackle and steal the ball like in the US half. It was oh what a great moment. Yeah, spectacular. We'll talk we'll talk a little bit about him at the at the end when we're talking about for the, the upcoming uh, upcoming match yeah. and stuff. But yeah, so, he was he he's phenomenal. Group B looks like this. It's it's still pretty open here. Uh England with four points on a four. Plus four goal differential. Uh, Iran, as you alluded to, Dave, they're in second with three on a negative two uh, GD. Uh, U.S. with two points on zero GD, and Wales uh, one point, technically still in it, but you know scraping by negative two GD. So again, both these groups, A and B, there's going to be more, are pretty open, and they will be decided in the next few days. Um, I'm going to throw to you. Mr. Zeller for Symposium, where you do these way better than I do. Hmm. Uh, well, actually, MJ um, has something. Uh, oh, you know, we talked we talked about a lot of the shirts, and actually, uh, Eric, I'm not even sure if you know this. MJ uh, hit us with that your your fun shirt facts we that you discovered today um, with our our friend Jack at the Black Art. 
So fellow Red Loon, uh, Jack Larson pointed out to me that Brazil's home kit, last time we were raving about the fire kit that is Brazil's away kit with the Jaguar prints along the sleeve, but the yellow kit, which I find boring and throwback and just, it's classic. It has to be this color. It has to be this color scheme. And it's just what I've seen Brazil wear all the time, but it has an Easter egg. And that Easter egg is, um, I looked up some fashion terminology for this. There's a, there's a cowl collar with a placket, a one button placket. That one button placket, just like how the loons wing kit had the, had the red button, this has a blue button. And if you open that blue button, which you don't see a lot of players with the button open, unsnapped, if you will, but it reveals a green background on the, on the underside of the placket. And then behind the blue button, in between the blue button and the green placard is a yellow diamond. And the result is when you reel that, it looks like the Brazilian flag. It makes the flag. That's pretty it, sweet. It is so cool as a vexillologist, uh, flag nerd. Like, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. You took a, a boring concept and a boring kit that is classic and is throwback, but you gave it a little something special. Wow. Who's the who's the Brazil manufacturer, the kit manufacturer? Nike. Is it yeah. Nike? Okay. Man, Nike giveth and Nike taketh away, huh? Um, <laughs> if you want, exactly. but if you want, but if you want uh, some awesome, uh, custom, unique, one of a kind jerseys, um, you don't go to Nike. We go to Podium Wear, especially here in the Twin Cities. Um, made in Minnesota, local design, local customer service, local production. Uh, these are local soccer people who really care about your team, your club, uh, your group of degenerates who. Um, Sickos FC gets up at four o'clock in the morning to watch soccer matches at the bar. Uh, yeah. They do it all. Um, totally need a sickle FC's uh, <laughs> kit. Seriously. Uh, I, I definitely think we should talk. We should try and talk West into making that for the next, the next black art kit is just sickles FC. Um, and you can do that at a podium where um, it's cool. They have online storefront so you can customize it. Um, your you know parents slash team members uh, slash sicko FC uh, degenerates uh, can order directly from podium where cuts down overhead costs and things like that. Um, you don't, you're not stuck with a bunch of extra shirts. Um, they make custom easy. So if you want, uh, are interested in any podium wear um, work, I uh, just want to learn a little bit more about the stuff that they can, that they do. You can reach out to Brian uh, over at podium wear, um, Brian at podiumware.com is his email, uh, or you can reach him uh, via the old cell phone, 651-895-4559. Tell him the Dave sent you. Boom. Very nice. All right, let's head to Saturday. Did anybody besides Zeller watch the, uh, the 4 a.m. Tunisia Australia? This one, this all right. one again. It's all this you, one buddy. Again, be, this one again, I'll be really quick. Uh, okay. Again, um, Australia scores in the 23rd minute. Uh, Duke uh, with the header. Uh, so across, across deflected, um, that's cross in, deflected by a Tunisian defender. Um, so And it bounces to Duke, um, who with his back basically to goal, hits it with the back of his head, um, putting the ball into the far corner. He has a really cool salute to his son, Jackson, who is sitting in the stands. He's very cute, um, but it's Jackson with an X, um, which is the quintessential Australian thing. We were, we were debating at the bar if that was the most Australian thing ever. And Jackson with an S with an X, um, seemed, that seemed to be the consensus of the people at the bar. Not hot. Not well, his kid's very cute. Um, yeah. Okay. Kid might be uh, adorable. <laughs> X is not hot. Uh, so that's the first World Cup win for Australia since 2010. 
Uh, and we'll talk about this at the end of the, of the sort of this uh, group here, but they uh, control their destiny playing Denmark um, on uh, Wednesday. So, which is something I didn't think we would ever say. Uh, all right, let's go to, we have Poland and Saudi Arabia. I can take this. If anybody else wants to want, does wants it rather. Can we and first Jeff? get uh, the Jess review of Saudi Arabia manager, Herb? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Segue. Oh my God. Thank you. It took me just as long to catch my breath as it took me to get <laughs> off mute. Now this, this guy is the <laughs> hottest manager at the World Cup. I'm, I'm fairly certain. <laughs> If, if we're talking Jess, which we are, because Jess is hot or not segment. I mean, I'm a professional. This is my deal. <laughs> Chiseled, my ideal age range. He's dating like a super, super attractive uh, widow of coach Bruno Matsu. Uh, he's a class act. He's denied the Rolls Royce rumors i just caught up on my you know headlines there in the way he said it was very classy and um he's my pick yes hot 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 like i i i'm going to be tweeting post post release of this episode my top pictures that convinced me that this guy whose name Renault Hervé, is that how he yeah. says it? Renard? Hervé Renard. 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 Not Renard. Anyway, let's all roll our R's and Renard. not pronounce our H's. I want to hear, I want to hear Eric say his name. has it. Hervé Renard. Makes me weak. Anyway, guys, I, I still think this is dreadlock erasure, but I'll let you have it. Yeah, no. Did you guys <laughs> did you guys watch the little video of the speech at halftime with the Saudi Arabia versus Argentina match, where he's like literally just like yelling at their players and like you and then the translators trying to translate and starts yelling at them too. <laughs> it's like the funniest shit ever. It's Funny. it's fantastic. Also, there is yeah, there's a great story in the Athletic about him that he has. Like he, when he was playing in France, um, cause he was not a very good player and, uh, he owned like a, a co-owned a cleaning company, um, in, in Cannes and he would, um, like clean houses and stuff at like from like two 30 in the morning to 11 and then go to training. And then, um, and he like before, before the world cup, he like went back to his business partner. He was in, he was in town like vacationing. He's like, Hey, can I do a shift? And like literally did a cleaning shift. Like this is like in the, in the last like six months or whatever. Very, very down to earth, dude. But yeah, you should definitely check out the video, Jess, of him um, amping his team up before uh, the second half of our of the Argentina game, which they scored two goals in. So it works. Yeah, you might get. I bet it works get, for other things too. I'm ready for get, a pep talk. You might get well, weak in it, the knees. It, it didn't work for this one. Uh, Poland to Saudi Arabia nil. Uh, 39 goal with um, Zielinski, uh, Lewandowski. Picks off a really, really bad back pass, passes it right off to him, and he buries it. That's in, like, the, yeah, 39th. Um, we have a PK save by – and how do you pronounce the Polish keeper's name? I, I I can't deal with all these consonants. I don't know how you say that. Is it a Wojciech? Yeah, uh, sure. Wojciech <laughs> Szczesny, I think. Or Szczesny. Yeah, oh, like yeah, that, that Wojciech is, is his first name, yeah. Yeah. Great. Szczesny. That guy. Good, uh, so good on him. Shush, shush, shush. 
he, he, he saves the PK to keep it 1-0 going into half. Um, and then I'm fast forwarding to the very end of the game. Uh, I was not aware of this. Thank you for putting in here, Zeller. Uh, Lewandowski scores his first ever World Cup goal. That's That was surprising to me. And again, kind of a similar situation, except rather than pass it off, he, again, robs the defender and just buries it for a one-time 2-0. Uh, there's your final. I, I can't believe that's his first goal in the Cup. It, you know, Lewandowski plays really well for, like, Bayern Munich or Barcelona. But when he gets to the World Cup, he doesn't have the supporting cast to get in the ball. I suppose. That's that true. Lewandowski has in Bayern Munich or Barcelona. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, the note I put in here, because we had the big upset last round with Saudi Arabia beating uh, Argentina, and now Poland going on through. I just put in, who the fuck wants this group? And again, wide open. Uh, Dave? Oh, I was going to say, well, we, we can discuss who wants that group uh, in, in a little bit, because I yeah. think we all know who wants that group. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who wants this uh, France and Denmark? I put my name by, but I don't have to take it. Why don't you take it? All right, I'm taking it. Uh, 2002, the history here is that Denmark sent these guys packing. Um, so there's already some a little bit of bad blood. And then we mentioned all the, the recent friendlies, too, where Denmark actually beat France. Um, it started out pretty balanced. Uh, Schmeichel got busy, was busy by like the 20th or so minute. You could see France kind of starting to hit the gas pedal. And then the, off the offense really, really taking off. Um, Mbappe getting dangerous. France pushing up tempo. I got lots and lots of Schmeichels in here. Uh, Griezmann almost had a goal in the 33rd. Um, they finally got a nice counter going shortly after that with Cornelius got, got in there as well. It ends up being nil-nil at halftime. Oh, I put in here <laughs> classic classic MN, MNUFC move where the, uh, the, the Danish player ends up megging one of the French defenders and then puts in this beautiful, beautiful low cross that just like goes right by the mouth of goal and nobody's there to put it in. It's just like, oh, there's so, so many Minnesota United memories on that move. Uh, Nil-nil, halftime. Uh, we kick things off in the second half and basically uh, uh, Deschamps must also have had one of those uh, yelling in French moments. And just like got a moving because they came in full power. Um, Mbappe had a nice break, got a 1v1. Again, another Schmeichel save. Uh, Griezmann, again, another Schmeichel save. It was coming in the 60th minute. Had to be Mbappe. Uh, gets a nice low cross, buries it, 1-0. But it did not last very long. 68th minute, Christensen scores for Denmark. Uh, great, great uh, risky header off of a corner. Uh, first, it, it was a double corner situation. I don't remember who actually took the corner, but First person got to it on the far post and actually headed it to the left. And he picks up that header and heads it again. And the second header. So there is your uh, one, one tie. Uh, Dave, you were impressed by this header. Oh yeah. Like just, yeah. Uh, it was, he just, he dove in there, man. And I believe there was a, uh, a French boot that was very, very high. So something mm -hmm. I know it's, it's weird. Cause I'm, I'm not like, I, you know, play soccer and, and get kicked in the face with balls all the time. Um, but some of these dudes attacking uh, these balls um, is quite impressive. So um, yeah, please clip that and use it in other things. These dudes it was attacking cool. balls. Yeah. Especially a header off from a header. That's not easy. Um, we had, we Yoke had the, Anderson uh, gave the assist. Um, ah, thank you. He plays for crystal palace. And then, it, you know, it was 
just a great ball off a recycled set piece and then went straight to the head of Andreas Christensen, who plays for Barcelona. And at this point, I thought 1-1, you know, maybe, maybe it's going to be the tie. Maybe maybe this is the momentum shift for Denmark. Uh, not so much. We, we had the, the Richarlison wannabe uh, with <laughs> Rabiot kind of went up for the scissors. And I think he did he connect or did he whiff it? I can't remember now. You're shaking your head, Rodrigo. Whiff or connect? Whiff. That's what I thought. I couldn't remember. <laughs> the form was okay, but you got to actually hit the ball. Um, I'm glad that Denmark put Braithwaite in. I don't know why he didn't play in the last match. Uh, he, he brought some added uh, attacking power, but it was it was too late in the 86th minute. Uh, Mbappe, once again, wait a minute. Did Mbappe didn't score the first goal, did he? Who was the first goal? I, I said Mbappe. No, that was it wasn't Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah, it was, it, it was a brace for Mbappe. Yeah, it was yeah. it was Mbappe. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. This right one on. this one he scored with his dick though. So it's, yes, it he did. Dick um, so, it, so it counts for two. So yeah, he's he's the top of the Golden Boot race because he, right. he scored with his penis. Yeah. You know, you wrote this while it was happening, and I I thought it was like a knee, and then I had to wait for the uh, the replay, and I was like, no. Nope. Oh, dude, I can it, I, I can right. tell when someone scores with their dick. Yeah, <laughs> listen. I'm watching the game. I can I see where their dicks are. I can I know if they scored with them. So yeah, it was it was it was a groin bappe. Yep, yep. Just a piece of dick dick to balls. <laughs> Good stuff. So France take this one. Um, so they are the first team to finally get all six points to win. So the group group D stands like this. Again, going into the next round, uh, France is through with six points to plus four. Uh, Australia at three, minus two goal differential. Denmark, one, minus one. Uh, Tunisia also at one, minus one. So still things open in the middle there, but France is through. Um, I'm going to be quiet on this one because we were running around looking at Christmas trees. We actually got one. Um, Argentina, Mexico. I'm guessing Rodrigo wants to contribute. Maybe we can start there and you guys can take it. Go for it. I mean, we watched this. I mean, Zeller and I were at the Blackheart and it was... Uh, we were, yep. was, yeah. I, I got the back room open. Um this is this Mexican as I get, you know, like I actually was wearing a Mexican jersey with a green <laughs> long sleeve. I saw I saw him in a Mexico jersey, so I can I can confirm. Right. And so them all my kids were there and all their friends were there, all the Mexican gear. My wife, Isa, watch, you know, G, all their friends would be able to watch in the back. And it was just one of those things where, like, no one really wanted to <laughs> to score. It was very. That 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 three five two was very effective in a sense of slowing down, um, um, slowing down uh, Argentina. But but Argentina learned their lesson with Saudi Arabia. They went trying to beat no line break. They went trying the long balls. They were trying to build up from it. And I think one of the things that was really effective is just being able to 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 just be patient and be patient and come up with the ball. And I think. Uh, even though uh, Mexico had their um, their opportunities, they weren't as great um, at creating those, right? And I think um, the lack of offensive power and creativity on this Mexican team just really uh, reminds you of a sense of like you know the situation with Poland when you got like a a Chucky a, a Chucky up front that can really score but you can't get him the ball or put him in a situation. Every time that, that Mexico was on a run, it was either 2-B-4 or, you know, 1-B-4. There wasn't really a supporting cast to be able to get him to get anything else out of it. And even though I thought Vega and, and, and Chucky 
did a did a good job trying to create offense. There wasn't any supportive aspect of it. Uh, even you know, even old man Andres Guardado had to come up before the forty five minute mark uh, because he's old and he, he looks younger else. in this World Cup than he has in past World Cups. I don't understand and, that. And just he you looks can't good. Last. He looks yeah, good but he though. can't last. He can't last whatsoever. <laughs> he needs that. Uh, he needs he needs the equivalent of uh, a blue pill. Um, to, for him to be able to last longer, uh, I'm thinking that's what you're putting down. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll just I'll just say I was I was monumentally impressed by the amount of times that Mexico was offside while playing in a fucking five three two, and their two was nowhere near the halfway line. Like they were offside mm. a lot. So yeah. Um. So good. Good for them. And then also Latour, man, Latuara Martinez. That dude is is that dude just lives offside. Um. Does he ever yep. come onside? Um, that it just looks cherry picked. Yeah. yeah, no shit. Yeah, that that was it. Was just I, I could, I mean, as a as a neutral, I was you know, especially with these two teams and as hyped as as you know this game was made out to be, and and you know, you we know what Argentina and Mexico can do on their on their best days. It was a very, I don't know I didn't the first half was I thought was not not great football, man, not great football. Yeah, you know, for me, like it's it's all the psychological things and just imagining the psychological weight that Messi carries into this match into every match, but this match in particular is just, I put in here, you know, I'm in the psych department right now. Maybe I'll do my master's project on, on Lionel Messi carrying the weight of the universe <laughs> into this match and everything he does. Uh, but let's go to the, uh, let's go to, so it's nil, nil halftime. Um, who wants it? Uh, I'm going to give it to MJ. You're quiet. You want to take it? No. Rodrigo. Oh, there he is. Go. <laughs> in, the, in the second half. 64th minute is a goal by Messi. And it, it was just an incredible shot. Uh, right? Like, this is a really pretty goal. Yeah, but me and Zeller were arguing on this matter. Was it something that uh, Memo Ochoa could have saved? Or was it not? We were actually having conversations about... Um, we had a conversation about this on the next 4 a.m. Sickles FC meeting. Uh, <laughs> we did as to as as to as to how you hit the ball. Um. So so, but no, it, it's an amazing shot. It's low and away and plays perfectly. Nobody else but Messi can hit that kind of ball. Yeah, that's and that was my. I think that was ultimately. I think that's where I ended up, at Rodrigo. So sort of to, to culminate back and or to circle back. Um. Yeah, Messi. Messi is one of the only people in the world who can do that. And you know, I thought Ochoa should have done better. Um, but just seeing his positioning, I thought he had his felt like he had his weight. I think he, I thought he was leaning to the right a little bit. Um, and you know, and but clearly, like the difference between uh goalkeeper slightly leaning to their right and not, and then what Messi can do is like that's you know that it that gap is astronomical because Messi can do shit with a ball that is just not feasible by you know 99.9 percent .9 of the rest of the people on on the planet so um so yeah i'll give it yeah it was it was a, it was a great shot by messi can't yeah can't take anything away from him for that and i, I, I don't think the... and i think there, there might be i mean maybe allison or ederson ederson gets that ball i don't think almost any other goalkeeper on the planet gets that ball either way so now that i'm you know rewatching it again so i can't wait till messi is like 65 and still doing pickup beer leagues and just yeah, no kidding. Think about the the weight though, the psychological weight again. Just well, release, I mean, that's the thing. The I think release, it's, a, it's a big release, release for him. Yeah, go ahead, MJ. 
he's outside the 18 yard box. And I know that you, we've all seen messy goals like this before, but not recently. Right. I don't think you see him score from this far away when, when he was playing at Barcelona and playing a number 10 in a four, two, three, one, or a number 10 in a four, three, three, where he had Iniesta on one side and, and uh, uh, Javi on the, on the other side, you know, that that's one thing he's kind of, you know, younger, but like now when he's playing, you know, striker in a four, three, three, you, he's scoring a lot of stuff closer to the net. He's outside the night. He's outside the semicircle on top of the 18 yard. And he still finds the one lane through, you know, one friendly and three defenders that memo can't get to. Um, it's yeah, it's a, it was a pretty uh, impressive goal. Um, despite being, it's on the ground. It doesn't look like it has that much pace. It looks like Memo should be able to get to it. But, yeah, all in all, impressive. Goal. Let's go to goal. the next. Yes, please, Rodrigo. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, that's second mole. I mean, the sh- the momentum had shifted. Uh, Mexico needed to kind of revert from being in that in that formation and had to go chase for a goal. And we all know that when you start chasing for goals, you open yourself up even more. And... Um, Fernandez, the 86th minute. I remember watching this game and and turning into a bunch of uh, uh, some of my some of my players from Como Como Girls FC and saying, "You guys always complain of why we did step overs and scissors. This is why." I was like, "Quick scissors, opened up the space, let go of ball, and literally like Memo, all he could do was bird watch. That's literally all he could do." He, he was, yeah, on, on I don't even know where his eyes were. Go ahead. MJ. Oh, one hundred percent, Rodrigo on, on the the techie stuff. Like that, this was a Fernandez did a shoulder left feint in concert with a right foot ball ball feint, which you know ended up turning into that scissors that Rodrigo. And so he he had his mark going so far left because he didn't just do head, he didn't do just shoulder. He didn't just do foot. He did all three. And, and that sent uh, the defender to his right. That opens up the, the middle of the goal for Fernandez. So he cuts, he cuts right, and he sends in a, just a beautiful curler. It was a sweet goal. It was a sweet goal. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Is Mexico bad at soccer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Wait, by world standards or CONCACAF standings? By world standards. I mean, I, yeah, I would say that point. the U.S. is – I would say that the U.S. is great at soccer right now, but – um, I mean, the at this point in the tournament, well, I, we haven't talked about you know Costa Rica or Canada yet. The Concacaf tournament teams are not doing very well, right? One goal in uh, at this point six matches, um, so not uh, not the best showing for for our, our fair region here. It's true, um, yeah. But you know what? One area they are doing well in is Mexico's manager. Oh, good segue. Or, or, or not. Or not, Jess. What do you see, Jess? Tata Martino. All right. I've been ready, but I was trying to send you guys a file image in the chat that I found that I feel particularly exemplifies why he raised where he does on the <laughs> Okay. So I don't think this guy's ever been hot ever. Not one. <laughs> uh, not today. Not in 2019, not at uh, Atlanta, not, just not, not when he was a player. He's never been hot from what the internet uh, revealed to me. 
I'm not sure I've seen him as a player. You might have to put a picture, put a picture in the chat of him as a player. I want to see that now. I can share my screen. <laughs> that was very I comprehensive. Can't share my screen. Okay. That's fine. That's well, afterward, after I finish this Peabody award-winning mini segment. Yes. Uh, he also is just about, he looks even more out of place on the pitch than Inchy. If I had to, if I had to, you know, if I had to call it, that's how I seize it. I don't understand. But some <laughs> things aren't to be understood. These are the mysteries that will be revealed to us. I will take that segue and run with it because things that cannot be understood, all of us predicting that Poland would be top of this group <laughs> at the end of the second round. Poland at four points, two GD, Argentina three plus one, Saudi Arabia three minus one and Mexico just one point minus two Poland I, right now. I think I had Poland and Argentina coming out of this group, by the way. So um, I, I had it I, flipped, but yes, same. I had, I did not believe, I do not believe Mexico. Um, Mexico plays Saudi Arabia on Wednesday. So there is, I mean, Mexico still has a chance, but they need a lot of stuff to break correctly for them to get to the round of 16 and Argentina plays Poland um, more or less for seeding. Cause I can't imagine Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I, I could, I mean, I could see Saudi Arabia beating Mexico. Um, I, I could see probably much more likely as Mexico players um, don't show up for the first half. Maybe Saudi Arabia gets a lead. They realize, Oh shit, we're losing to Saudi Arabia and they get a late equalizer. Um, you know, theoretically maybe potentially knocking Saudi Arabia out of the tournament. Um, but again, it's when Argentina shows up against Poland. Is it the the second half Argentina team that we saw against Mexico, or is it the the Mexican or the Argentinian team of that Saudi Arabia game, which um, did not learn any lessons, um, kept trying to break uh, the high press of Saudi Arabia and failing miserably because their um, two of their strikers perpetually live offside. So <laughs> this Tata Martino photo is he looks so confused. <laughs> There's the greatest quote. I mean, I can't remember the, I can't remember the verbatim quote, but, uh, but it's Peter Crouch basically just explaining that because um, Peter Crouch was, I can't remember if he's talking about going to strip clubs or he's talking about sex or something. He's like, the only reason I get laid is because I'm a footballer because Peter Crouch is an ugly motherfucker. He really um, he's like a seven foot tall, ugly motherfucker. And he's like, yeah, I have a lot of sex because I'm a footballer. If I wasn't a footballer, I wouldn't have sex. So, um, you know, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't let your kids become football players. So, <laughs> is is that your transition to Penn's homes? Because carry it, baby. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, speaking of sex and places you have it, uh, a home um, or you know a car. But let's talk about homes for for right now. Uh, Penshomes.com is also a sponsor of the Dave's I Know Minnesota Football mm. Show um, World Cup podcast. It's very great. Thank you to Pence Homes. Um, remember, you know, if you have any questions about uh, home-related uh, equity home projects, when's the right time to sell or buy, you can reach out to PenceHomes.com uh, or 612-308-1122. Nate and his team will help you out and sell you a house. So uh, they are big soccer supporters. Um, you may have seen their uh, logo and name across the front of Minneapolis City SC jerseys. Uh, on the Soda Soccer website, um, where they help support the work that MJ does over there. So make sure MJ gets paid. Uh, make sure we get paid. And uh, buy a fucking house, guys. Uh, Penshomes.com. 
Uh, that's petshomes.com. Mine's more like mine's more like free jazz, not uh, not. Uh, uh, yeah, well, keeping Let's... keeping tradition alive for another four AM Sunday to you, David Zeller. All right, uh, Japan, Costa, Costa Rica. Rica one, Japan zero. Uh, this was a, a tough game to watch. Watched it at SC. I mentioned Sickles FC. Um, Rodrigo, you were you were at yeah you were at this one as well, right? Yeah, I got there before yeah. you. Yeah, you did. I got there a little after the game had kicked off. I watched with our friend Andre, who is uh, uh, Japanese as well. Um, man, Japan, you know, for all of their tactical acumen and and their manager making all the right decisions in the first match, um, he made none of the right decisions in this match, um, unfortunately. And yeah. part of that it was because um, Japan just really couldn't find the final ball um, either running onto it and or hitting it because there was no one running uh, to the spot where they needed to be um, anything else. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty abysmal game. Uh, Cavill got a yellow card in the 71st minute, which had us all cheering because it was very, very close to being a red, but because he's Calvo um, and it's very concrete. He, he knew exactly where he was. He knew that there was a, at least a couple of defenders behind him. So it wasn't going to be a dog. So, and then uh, he did just enough to get a yellow card right at the top of the box, not in the penalty spot in the penalty area, but right at the top of the penalty area. So all it was ended up being um, was a free kick that uh, amounted to nothing for Japan. Um, and then, yeah, which, again, in the, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Rodrigo. No, I was just going to say, which means that he will miss the last uh, group stage match. And so that means that this pretty much could be the last time we see Kavo at a world cup. <laughs> With the oh. yellow card, I I was disappointed in Japan's um, lack of being able to find any any answers in the box. I mean, they got up there pretty much and just couldn't finish. And um, I thought overall, like even though Japan was playing very very uh, up uh, and trying to press and get the ball and get the and get it going, they were just always going down the wings and never going down the middle. And I think that's one of the things that 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 um, people seem to not to gravitate to is that if you're attacking on the wings, it's easier to defend. Uh, but if you are passing the ball quickly into the middle and creating chaos, you're going to move people and create. And I think Japan was better when they were doing that than when trying to attack on the wings. And it and they had opportunities um, where the ball barely missed or the ball barely went wide. Um, but just overall, it's important to to focus in the midfield and in those quick passes that really move the defense and the center backs to be able to create space for you to be able to take a better shot inside the box and try to cross the ball or try to do any other stuff. So, so what did yeah, Costa Rica do do right? Because we're hearing what Japan did wrong. Because they no, got they got a goal. <laughs> I mean, that, in terms no of offense, play. in terms of offense, nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, this goal, um, it was uh, Kesher Fuller uh, capitalized on a just a really poor Japanese clearance. Um, it wasn't even like the, the, the Japanese defender was uh, under pressure. He has missed kind of miss hit a ball. Um, it gets to a Japanese defender who slips ball squirts to, um, I can't remember which Costa Rican midfielder um, who passed it to uh, Keisha Fuller at the top of the box. Uh, he takes a couple of steps, uh, hits a ball um, that just barely chips the goalkeeper uh, who's able to get a couple of hands on it, but not enough to push it over the bar. Rewatching it. it it's, it, it, it's like he it's like he thought the ball was coming faster because the goalkeeper jumped it was like 
putting yeah, his hands on the ball as, as he was coming down. It was weird. Like he, it was kind of like he was wrong footed, kind of like he thought the ball was going to come a little faster than it did. He just um, mistimed it. So yeah, he just missed time. Yeah. It was just a, a really, it was a poor decision. Um, poor execution by the, uh, by the keeper. Um, it only took uh, Costa Rica 185 minutes to record a shot on target and they put it in the back of the net. So um, this is a team that is playing with fire. Uh, when it comes to this, they had two touches in the opponent's uh, box, which I believe is the first, it's the lowest amount ever in a game that a team has won um, with only two touches in the coast, in the, in the J- Japanese uh, 18. Um, again, it, it's, it's almost impossible to, to, to be that terrible um, on, <laughs> on or that, or you're close. Or you're Costa Rican. Um, so it's, you can either be really terrible at it or you're Costa Rican. So yeah. again, I mean, Costa Rica uh, finds a way. There was um, the Japanese uh, uh, manager finally brought on uh, uh, Takumi Minamino in the 83rd minute. Um, and then there, there was two way too late. Again, the same thing with like Costa Rica, like one of your you know more creative attacking talents and you're only giving him what theoretically seven minutes plus some stoppage time. Like, come on, man. Um, and then so there was... There's a couple opportunities late in this game um, after that, you know, that goal clearly woke Japan up a little bit. They were doing some of the stuff that you were saying, Rodrigo, they were trying to, they were, um, you know, uh, dribbling into position. They were actually finally getting some crosses that were actually connecting with uh, um, their own players as opposed to Costa Rican defenders. There was one sequence in the, I believe it was in like the 92nd or 93rd minute with utter chaos in the Costa Rican box. Uh, Kaylor Navas has to make two or three, um, kind of ridiculous saves to deny a Japanese equalizer and uh, Costa Rica throwing this group into utter chaos as well, because um, Japan could have qualified for the knockout round with a win over Costa Rica. Um, and now they are, I would say on the outside looking in um, when it comes to, to this particular group, we'll talk about that um, in a little bit. Yeah. But this is another one of these where once again, I woke up shocked. <laughs> it, it just keeps happening. <laughs> You wake um, up and you're like, oh, 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 you're like, oh, Japan beat Costa Rica one nothing. I expect more, but I guess that makes sense. And you're like, oh wait, wait a minute. You, you, you squint <laughs> a little bit. You, have, you, have a, you take yeah. another sip of coffee and you're like, oh shit, Costa Rica scored the goal. Fuck. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's what happened with the Iran Wales as well. Um, all right, let's go to Belgium and Morocco. This this one was a bit of a surprise as well, but I actually did get to watch it. So we kind of split, I think, halves on this. Um, Zeller. So do you want to take the first half? Because I didn't get in until right around halftime. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, theoretically these teams played, uh, soccer for, uh, 45 minutes. Um, the first 45 minutes, it was a pretty boring first half. Uh, there was a, a Moroccan goal in the 47th minute. Um, however, uh, I was taken back off of VAR. So it was a free kick just outside the top of the box, literally the last kick of the, of the first half. Um, the free kick was taken. Um, it went sort of skidding along, uh, into the box. Um, there were about three or so Moroccan players in the way, a couple of Belgian players. Courtois just completely misjudges the ball, uh, and it goes in the back of the net. Um, however, they looked at VAR, and uh, Roman Seis was actually in an offside position when the ball was struck from the free kick, barely in an offside position, I might add, and just and really threw Courtois. I, I'm guessing he threw Courtois off his game because he – well, spoiler alert, he does it a little bit later and uh, and it actually it actually succeeds. Um, but it was a it was a really impressive counter taking taken by Morocco. 
you know, Courtois, one of the better, I mean, we've talked about some of the great goalkeepers in this tournament. He's up there with some of the best goalkeepers in this tournament. And the dude had a howler of a match in this, in this game. So um, yeah, Belgium gets a lifeline and they go into halftime zero, zero, this Belgian team again, which I'll say looks really fucking old. And I think it's because they are. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I was surprised and a little disappointed because I, I thought this team would be cruising and man, they, they hit a brick wall named Morocco. Um, let's go to 73 where basically everything you just said happens again, but the ball actually goes in and there's, there's no VAR. Uh, it's off a of Sabri free kick. So he gets the credit for it, but uh, size, did I pronounce it? Yeah. Roman size. Uh, almost, almost the exact same position on the opposite side of the field, basically. Yep. 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 Just totally messes up Courtois vision and positioning. There's nothing he can do. So there's your first goal. Um, and then, in injury time, in the 92nd, it's uh, Bukal gets a buries, buries a nice low cross to just put the game away. Two nails the final there. Uh, huge turnaround. And, you know, again, going into sociopolitical commentary, there is a there's a very large Moroccan immigrant population in Brussels. And, and they went out and they celebrated like Minnesotans celebrate hockey. They they burnt the whole goddamn city down. <laughs> they just lit all that shit on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I will I, I will say too, um, just going back very quickly to the game, Eric, is uh yeah. Romelu Lukaku, um, the sort of talismanic striker for Belgium, uh, leading goal scorer, Belgian soccer, um, did get on this match till again about the 82nd or 83rd minute. Um I, clearly he's you know he has a knock, so they're they're trying to get him back into fit. But this is a you know, you, obviously Belgium this isn't a do or die game, right? Because they they you know they still I think control their destiny. However, they're lucky to have beaten Canada in that first game. Like they, yeah, they, they stole one there and you got to think you got to try and get a point in this game. And um, there again, there's, you know, we, you know, we both took notes. There's nothing in the notes here about Belgium being um, good on the attack in any way, shape or form. Uh, it's all Morocco. And um, which, you know, again, I think, I mean, I, I think Morocco is going to fuck some, so fuck some brackets up, man. Uh, because I think, I, we think were, I think I called it in the last episode that, that I think, one of all these teams. I, I didn't see the, the Iran come back, but I think I did mention Morocco. Yeah. I yeah. think when we, when we broke this group down, I think we all agreed that there was probably going to be one, one of these, you know, European teams was going to be a little too old and probably not with it. Yeah. I think we all yeah. thought Croatia would be that team. They the right. team that went to the, the Euro um, or not the Euro, the world cup, semi, the world cup final last time and yeah. um, lost to that France. We all thought Croatia would be that team. I think we it's clearly Belgium. It's it. We'll talk about Croatia in a minute here, but, it's definitely not Croatia. It's definitely more Belgium. That didn't, is the old didn't team. Eric have Belgium like winning this bracket. I, I did. did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yep. MJ. I, I had Belgium winning this, this uh, pool as well. The about the Moroccan immigrants that just started torching things and basically celebrating by destroying property. Uh, a Dutch reporter tweeted out. As we speak, Moroccan immigrants are rioting and setting cities on fire all over Europe because they won a football game against Belgium. Mind you, these men are third, fourth generation uh, migrants. Integration does not happen over time. The problem just gets worse. So tweeting out a very white Dutch anti-immigration stance. Yeah, that's um, a pretty bad take. And uh, a, a... A Balkan, uh, a, a journalist out of Sarajevo said, uh, quote tweeted and said, 
Um, this is uh, Arnesa uh, Bujimich Kustura says, I would say this is in fact the absolute best evidence of integration ever. Being yeah. a football hooligan and rioting after a game is peak European behavior. That's, it that's literally well does said. not get more European than this. That's funny. And she didn't say white European, but like, yeah, like that's funny. <laughs> um, that's that's implied. Right. Well, let's ho- let's hop to the next one because you guys have already made a lot of allusions to it here. So, uh, the aforementioned old Croatia, who we thought might crash out, and Canada, who we assumed, you know, as well as they played against. Belgium, we're going to get some sweet revenge. I'm guessing everybody has something to say here, so I'm going to be quiet, and I'll just let you all take it. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the goalkeeper thing, but should we, we do, that, do that at the end or do it at what, the beginning? Yeah, let's do let's do it at the end. Um, all right, the, go ahead, so take this, the match. So, so I we, I know we we talked about the the shirts um, in the preview podcast. I don't think we talked about Canada. Canada basically has a, a white and a black T-shirt. Um, they could have been sponsored by Haynes. That's how just generically bad totally these shirts are. Um, or or food yeah. of the loom. I would that would have been an interesting bid. Food of the loom. So their 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 sartorial choices uh, leave a lot to be desired. They should probably reach out to Podium Wear next next time and uh, and get some get some help on that. Uh, anyways, uh, so we talked about that six minute goal from Gakpo being the fastest of the tournament so far. Uh, that was obliterated a couple of days later by Alfonso Davies, who scored in the second minute. Um, in, in fact, the 69th second, which is very, very nice uh, by uh, Alfonso Davies with an absolutely great goal, just shredded uh, the, co- the Croatian defense. And from there, it looked like, um, man, this could be uh, a, a big Canada win. However, um, you know, they, you know, so they, so Canada then basically pretty much controlled the game for the next, you know, 20, I just, I just wanted to interject that our, our, yeah. our group chat was like exploding after that goal. <laughs> <laughs> like what just happened? <laughs> it absolutely was. It was like, Holy, Holy fuck. Um, and the bar was, I mean, the bar is pretty packed at this point. It was, it was awesome as well to see Canada's, uh, score. So numerology, ahead, you know, MJ Anon's all about the numerology. Uh, some Vancouver Whitecaps said, uh, had a, tweeted out a picture of Alfonso Davies with his Vancouver Whitecap kit on and he wore number 67 and he scores after 67 seconds. It goes down as in the second minute, but it was technically 67 seconds. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to wear a lower number. You know, you just score sooner. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, that's how the math uh, works. That's how the math works, David. So, so yeah. Davies is, is, is one for two, right? Because he missed the penalty <laughs> kick from. That's earlier, right. Yeah. So. Yep. One for two. So, uh, so yeah. So Canada, it, I could definitely tell with, with uh, what Herman wanted to do is he wanted to have a track meet with Croatia. I think he thought the same thing that we thought. Um, Croatia is old. They can't run. Um, however, Croatia, they're, they're older. They're also more experienced and, they were like, you know what? You young pups can run all you want. Um, we're going to attack the oldest dude on the pitch, which is Atiba Hutchinson uh, for, for Canada. Um, and uh, within, you know, about 35 minutes after that goal, it, it was clearly you could you could tell the field had tilted and Croatia was going to get a goal. Um, you could tell that there was going to be several goals more in this game because Canada really, again, they, they wanted to just try to tear, you know, um, tired out the Croatian defenders and Croatian defenders were not having any of it. 
Uh, Kramerik gets the uh, first goal coming back, 1-1. Um, a great meg by uh, Evan Perisic, and then a low strike into the far corner. Uh, again, like I mentioned, Canada's getting greedy. They're trying to play, you know, trying to make turn this into a track meet. Uh, the Canadian defense was getting stretched further and further apart. There's much, there's just tons of space in between the attacking line, yeah, the midfield what happened line, to and midfield the defending Canada. line. The, the midfield, uh, there, there was, I mean, I don't know, like, I didn't look like there's a midfield line, like half the midfielders were up with the attack, exactly. one or two were back I mean, with the defenders, and there was just a gigantic open spot in the middle of the field where Croatia could get the ball sort of set and, and just attack. And so, yeah. Yep. That's exactly what happened is like the Canada pushed everything forward and sacrificed uh, being the midfield wide open. And that's it. I mean, skill is going to beat you anytime over, over anything else or that if you can't, if you cannot run that or you can't plan for that, you just, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for Canada, but at the same time, like, you know, um, you know, maybe you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't talk shit to to, to <laughs> we'll, and we'll give t- them the fuel. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about. We can talk about that real quick. Let's just get through the rest of the goals. Um, I, I mentioned after that third that goal by uh, Kramerik that this base this goal this match has definitely two more goals in it at least. Um, I was wrong by uh by a one goal because there was three more goals in this game. Forty fourth minute just before halftime, the via from Croatia wrong foots Borjan. Um, again, like the, the Canadian D was doing him no no favors uh, whatsoever. Um, so went in two, one at halftime. Um, and then I mentioned the 58th minute Borjan, uh, distribute, he, he throws a ball basically straight to a Croatian defender. And, uh, that was very much how I, uh, distribute balls when I play on my Wednesday league is I'll often just kick it straight at, straight at, uh, uh, the opposing team and not, uh, to my players. So it looked very Hello, much striker. like me. Would you like this? <laughs> Pretty much. And, and like me, he managed to like scramble and save the ball. But you know, three or three, three or four times out of ten, that ball is in the back of the net. Um, yeah. especially when I do it. So, uh, <laughs> 70th minute, uh, Kramerik gets his brace. Um, a great cross. Uh, he hits it with an opposite foot blast. Three to one. Um, and then uh, so I put it here. And notes again. Thanks to Croatia for maybe upping our chances to see Dane Sinclair <laughs> on Thursday. It's possible. Uh, I, I, I doubt it. I, I'm guessing they'll give Borjan the uh, ascending, you know, ascending off match or whatever, but um, he kept them in the game on the 77th minute with a double save. Uh, obviously double Croatia save. was, was um, smelling blood. Yep. 93rd minute. Um, Mayer gets the goal um, in injury time uh, to give uh, Croatia the four, one win effectively eliminating Canada. Um, from, that one was hard to watch. That that one yeah. was just like they stopped playing and they got the two v one and it was just like oh yeah. It's, yeah. What's the uh, stop kicking him? He's already dead. <laughs> that was that yeah. goal. <laughs> I, I said I said the notes here. Canada, Canada. I think I maybe even tweeted this out. Canada does their best ever ten impression by scoring in the first two minutes and then conceding <laughs> oh, four MJ. unanswered goals. Um, sorry, MJ. Uh, what's and so Kramerik, So the, the so we'll talk, he always gets one in. He always. About. He always has one loaded just for you. <laughs> Everton just loses two nothing now. I don't know what you're talking about. This is that, my super. Like this is Everton from like years ago. Well, when yeah. we were actually scoring goals. Like, yeah. I mean, that's why. That's that's why the dig is second level because it's an Everton team that you are you can't even get to at this point. 
it's it's right, my no. superpower, Eric. It's it's my superpower of, of what I can do. Um, I'll just say before we before we jump to the to the the Borjan discussion, uh, uh, Kumerik goes to the uh, reporters after the match, and I, if you guys remember, John Herman said that uh, after the the match that uh, you know the game is over. Now the next thing is they're going to go fuck Croatia, um, and then uh, uh, Kumerik drops a very great. Um, I, I do remember the exact quote, but paraphrasing here, Kumaric. Um, Kumaric. Um, we know who uh, who fucked whom um, was basically. He, there, was, there was a whom dropped in there, which is a very impressive, uh, a very impressive uh, quote from from the um, Croatian midfielder. Yeah, nice. nice. The Croatian midfielder pretty much did a Degeneration X um, <laughs> WWE throwback uh, celebration and just pretty much said, "Suck it." So. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, uh, all right. The keeper yeah, situation. Let's, let's, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk, Borjan. I'll, I'll do this briefly just because there's so much Balkan just insanity and 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 tense political fire happening that this, this one kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but the, so the Canadian keeper, Borhan, that we already talked about, he is of uh, Serbian descent. And so, so some of the Croat supporters put out a, I don't even know what the, the thing stands for, the Kenyan 95 but they have it's a john deere banner and the john deere um what do you call it slogan is nothing runs like a deer. john deere a right deer. yeah the deer thank you nothing runs like borhan as in like fleeing from the country that eventually became croatia which ah, we'll talk about uh We'll talk about Serbia and our and our Albanian buddies in a little bit too. It's just this everything is, is coming out. Everything's boiling over. Th- this is fuck. This is it's a John Deere like flag like you'd buy at the the John Deere online store because yeah. you like you really love John Deere tractors. So like when you're when it's when it's mowing day, you put out your John yeah, somebody, Deere. Somebody somebody puts John Deere into flag. this one. They'd order this from the U.S. Uh, exactly, and, and it's it's it's. I mean, it's and kind of hilarious. It. And then to face it, it's it's hilarious. It's also like, yeah, that's some that's some real uh, that's some real uh, fascist shit that they're uh, yeah. yeah. And then is that, so is that what was, the the ninety five thing is? Are they like a fascist org? I'm guessing. Probably. Uh, I believe no. so. Yeah. So it was a year. Oh, well, that was the year. Yeah. Is his is Bio- Borgen's hometown? Oh, that's a, that's his yeah. town. Thank you. And I think ninety five so was the year. Referring to you know basically when they, his when they left ancestors got yeah, run right. out right. by the separatists yep yeah yep. um and, apparently and the story is that that they use tractors to move people out and so <laughs> oh, uh, God. This, that's where the john deere that's where the john deere reference yeah. comes in so they, this they crossed out nothing runs like a, a where deer should be they say nothing runs like or john Poor John. Hey, um, there, this wasn't yeah, the only rough. tractor related, uh, uh, you know, two pole or whatever in the, in the stands. Apparently I oh, saw a picture of one. I didn't see it. Yeah. It, apparently, apparently. The, apparently the Croatian, um, FA or, or somebody representing them basically, you know, denounced these, these people. Apparently they're, it's a group of, of, uh, some, again, uh, fat fascio tendencies. Um, yeah. and, and surprise. Yeah. And people have, other spectators are afraid to, you know, PDA it in this country. It just, it's, yep. if we can't drive out hate in all its forms, then we'll never be, you know, one, one 
sport, one game, one ball, one world like I would like to see. I feel like you need a soundtrack. I was, I was too late to give you a little. I'm gonna give you a little soundtrack. Oh man! And then we could have um, created like a, <laughs> a demo tape for like college ceremonies. Like I could be a guest speaker at graduations this season. It, it, <sighs> it almost makes that. me feel just that you may not like FIFA. I'm kind of picking up on. Mm. You may I not just, like FIFA. <laughs> I just don't. I just, I'm just a humanist by, yeah. by nature as, and degree. As, as, as humans, none of us should like FIFA. Um, yeah, because yeah. FIFA isn't human. So that's, that's right. So group F uh, standings are as such. It's also one of those that's going to come down to the wire. Uh, Croatia with four points plus three GD. Uh, Morocco right there with four as well. They've got two on the GD. Belgium in third place, which again, I never could have predicted that. Uh, three points, minus one GD, and Canada is eliminated. Uh, zero points, negative four. It's sad to see them go as well as they played. Um, shit luck. What are you going to do, MJ? Yeah. Uh, no one picked this as the group of death, but, I mean, I'm just saying with the standings the way they are, with four points, four points, three points, zero, it is the group of death. And, I mean, especially for Canada, sadly. Sadly, yep. Yeah, and, and another reference um i feel for canadians because i know what it's like to wait 36 years for a world cup and literally you know be eliminated by the second game so um, i think i can do this one pretty quickly so we had two big european powers here spain and germany uh spain had the very early attack they were doing a lot of pressure newer was very very busy um rudiger in 39th minute has what I thought was a goal. What I'm sure we all thought was a goal. Uh, VAR kicks in, then we do the the silly uh, lawnmower man technology thing. And all right, MJ saying he knew right away that it was not a goal. But yeah, he gets called offside. So back to nil nil. Uh, we finish we finish this this thing nil nil. Spain definitely had the edge though. It seemed like Spain wanted a little bit more. Uh, Germany were just kind of holding. Uh, 56 minute. So, sorry, halftime ends. They come back. And again, there must have been a really great halftime speech because Germany starts to turn it on, starts to turn it on. And uh, the Spanish keeper has to have a huge save. Um, but quickly followed up by the first goal in the 62nd minute, Morata, a beautiful goal. Uh, Jordi Alba, extremely talented player. It's all about this feed. I mean, it's just, he, he just places the ball where only he can get it. He hits it with the outside of the right foot. Uh, there's not a lot newer can do on that one. It was it was a pretty goal. One nil. What'd you guys think about that? What about the goal? It was a beautiful goal. Yeah. That's all I have beautiful goal, beautiful assist. Um, so we hold here and I don't know, it, it kind of balances out for a little bit until the 82nd. Uh I, I asked my son, who is the uh Deutsch speaker here in the house, it's Hu Krug. Um, he scores this goal off of a lovely Musiala backheel that kind of causes it doesn't actually go to him right away. He kind of backheels and then it kind of ping pongs around a little bit, but he gets to it, um, puts it away. So there you go, one one. And it, and it kind of seemed like Spain was not done. They went back to pressing. They just kind of ran out of time. Uh, but there's your final one one. So any any final comments on this thing? I thought both uh, nice uh, Simone uh, from Athletic Babao for Spain. He, he as a goalkeeper, 
really impressed me because I did not really know his name going into this match. I still didn't know his name. I just called him the keeper. (laughs) Unai Simone. Uh, Thank you. But yeah, uh, if you are going to get good at stopping shots, playing for Atletico Bilbao is is one way to do it. And um, we all know who Manuel Neuer is. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Um, but I thought they, they both played really well. So if you like goalkeepers and like seeing some good saves, this is a fun match to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just also say uh, the German goalkeeper, uh, Fulkrug, um was playing second division soccer in Germany last year. So um, Really? Just was he now, at St. Pauli? Where was he at? No, he wasn't at St. Pauli. I believe he was... Um, uh, it's okay. I I believe, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. He plays for Werder Bremen now. Um, so it's possible he was with Werder um, last year because they were down in Bundesliga. Uh, so, yeah, he's been um, played a lot. He's actually played a lot of uh, second division Bundesliga soccer. So it's, you know, it's pretty cool seeing a, a dude like that playing for one of the better teams in the in the world. And this this game, I was kind of half paying attention to this game because I was actually in a, in a meeting or whatever. Um, this felt like a, a knockout match, honestly. Mm. Two teams not, you know, pressing a little bit, but not so much because they didn't want to concede. Um, and yeah. then, you know, once Spain scores the goal, once Murata scores the goal, the game just really opens up. Um, yep. I thought I was listening to a, another podcast earlier today and they were talking about some pundit on there who was just sort of like being like, oh man, why are all these strikers that couldn't make it, couldn't hack it in the, in the, in the Premier League doing so well now? It's like, buddy, maybe, maybe your teams are the fucking problem maybe chelsea's the problem um not that uh, not the players are the problem so just some of the the uh ridiculousness of the english commentators thinking that you know the only soccer that exists is uh english premier league soccer so that tracks um or all right so- the best league in the world you know yeah like, as if like <laughs> yeah they're so much better than I, I don't have time, but my daughter and I got it. She, she asked some, some very, very basic questions of some of the history of the game and why England is involved. And, and I was just like, oh, sweetie, how much time do we have here? <laughs> so it's a, that's a long discussion. <laughs> uh, There's a right. great Netflix period piece I would highly recommend. I don't believe it has any um, even PG scenes, probably PG scenes, but I don't remember anything, you know. No. Are you talking movie. about the English game? Yeah, I like. No, it. Oh, I'm sorry, I my dear. I the facts, though. Yeah, I was gonna say, as, as long as you can, like, well, if, if you can, put, if you can put reality to a side and <laughs> and believe pure mythology, I suppose. Well, um, there's, there's that. And if you like Downton Abbey, I I, I will say the. I do love okay. me some period yeah. pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The period's good for sure. It's it's more it's more the, uh, the English. Uh, on the, BBC. on the BBC. So gr- group, group E is also up in the air right now. Uh, Spain plus four with a ridiculous goal differential after lambasting Costa Rica plus seven. Uh, Japan's still in there with three points, uh, zero GD. Uh, got Costa Rica with three points and negative six GD, which is just spectacular. You'll love to see it. Uh, Germany, just one point and, and minus one on the goal differential. Um, Again, we're going to kind of have to see what happens. And in theory, Germany could jump. I don't know. It, it's We'll talk about this as we finish things yeah, up here. There's, I, there's just I, a lot of – who knows? Go ahead. Go I would ahead. say Ger- Germany's favored because they're playing Costa Rica. Um, Japan has to play Spain. 
So, um, you know, if Spain takes care of business, um, you know, that should be, I, I could I can't imagine that they wouldn't, um, you know, Japan has played, Japan has played maybe like 45 really good minutes of soccer in this tournament. And the rest is, I mean, it's not been like bad. It's just been like kind of really, really passive, um, you know, poking and trying to figure something out. And they played, you know, like I said, 30 to 45 minutes of like really like that last 20 minutes against Germany where they scored the two goals and maybe the last 15 or so minutes where after Costa Rica scored their goal, um, really, you know, try actually trying shit. Um, so Germany, I don't think, you know, Germans do what Germans do and they smother the hell out of, out of you and, and then, you know, uh, eviscerate you from the inside out. So I, I can't imagine Germany not beating Costa Rica and not beating Costa Rica by, you know, a few goals, which means Japan has got some, (laughs) I know there's seven, I don't know. It means Japan. I think Japan, you know, there's, there's, you know, Japan's looking at this draw is probably, you know, could be good enough, but I think Japan's looking at this game that they need, they, they need to win this game that they need to they beat need to Spain. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I don't know if that is, if that opens Japan up. I'm not sure. Spain, Spain's a young team too, but they're man. They, they got some really good, really good attacking talent on that team. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and they're, and they're, and they're more than happy to run with, with the Japanese too, which is the other, the other thing. I mean, Japan um, can get through but, just on a on a on a third place team type of thing, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough group. So, but all what do you, we know what, what is do you mean, that. What do you mean, just, third place team type of thing? Sorry, no, I was thinking about something else. No, I was thinking <laughs> uh, not not in this tournament. No, yeah. Not, yeah, no, that's what I was like. I was like, wait, Copa America? No, wait, never mind. Yep, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I was I was gonna say it's like I this will be again. You know, you get. Francisco Cabo gets to watch this game from the stands, literally. So, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Maybe, well, maybe we're almost maybe, done maybe, here. Yeah. I say maybe the last chance to see Kaylor Navas play for Costa Rica. So, yeah, um, that too. And since that dude never plays for PSG either, that might be the last chance to get him to watch, get him watch play, play uh, 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 competitive soccer. So, yeah. So, here, here are today's, to today's matches on Monday. I can do this one very fast, then I'll throw it to MJ. Um, Cameroon, Serbia. It's a, it's a, Big goal scoring tie, 3-3. The big narrative here is in the 52nd minute, uh, Serbia were actually up 3-1. to one. So the story is uh, a ridiculous Cameroonian comeback, 65th minute, Abu Bakar uh, does this great chip. And <laughs> I think everybody on the pitch just assumed he was offside. It goes to VAR and they give it to him. So they get the second goal. I think even he was surprised. Uh, Two minutes later, uh, they get another goal. So there's your comeback. Pretty sweet. 3-3 to come back and, and sneak a point in. Um, well, all right. Cameroon, Cameroon, Cameroon was up one to nothing in this game early on. In they, the 20- they were first to score. That's yeah, true. 29th minute. And it wasn't until... And then they gave up um, three. <laughs> well, they gave up three. They gave up two in basically like stoppage time of the first half. Yes. Uh, to Pavlovich and um, uh, Milikovic and... Um, and then Mitrovic scores right after half to, to give uh, Serbia that, that three, one lead. And yeah, I mean, everybody thought he was off because when you looked at the, at the TV, I mean, I was watching this game this morning as well. He looked fucking off. Everybody at the bar he was did. like, Oh yeah, I saw he's the replay. Off. There's, there's no <laughs> way he's on. And then they show the replay and it's like, Oh fuck. The uh, Serbian defender keeps him on. And then in the, the second, um, you know, the second goal of, of the, of the comeback there, the, the third goal that Sir, uh, Cameron scored again, it was the same thing, the same fucking Serbian defender, kept the dude on by like, you know, just a, a, a bare minimum. So it was the same, uh, it was the same Serbian defender 
uh, the guy at the top of the, you know, at the top of the screen. So that'd be the, the right back um, keeps the uh, Cameroonian player on uh, for his goal as well. So, and I honestly, yeah. it, it felt like Cameroon was going to score, um, score a fourth mm. in, in this game. They were just, that they were just incredible. piling it on, piling it on. That would have been incredible. This, this game felt very MLS type, you know, it was, it was very much MLS after dark kind of, kind of situation. Uh, MJ, are you ready for this thing? Uh, South oh, Korea limit my rants to two. Go ahead. I'll try to limit my rants to two. Take it away. Oh, I, I watched this game with MJ too. So I have some, I have some thoughts on MJ as I, well. I, I missed most of the first half. So I'll just say that, but uh, I, I, you know, Eric has here that Ghana's speed frustrating the Korean midfield. And that was, that was, was happening. Um, listen, also, for being veterans, like the IU brothers are good. Like they are good attacking footballers. Like you just don't want to leave Jordan IU like wide open and shit. And like I don't know the the, the in in general, uh, Korea's back line, which is all named Kim. Like and granted, that is like the first or second most popular name in Korea. That was my family name. But yeah, Kim Min Jae, who plays for Napoli now, was for Fenerbahce, um, really good fucking defender. Um, he's only 26 years old. Uh, his center back partner is Kim Young Gwan, who's 32 years old, plays for Olsen Hyundai. Like he was horseshit this whole game. So yeah, uh, the, there was an IU cross, confusion in the box. There are four, counting four Ghanaian attackers going towards the net. There are only two Korean defenders marking these four. And and the the closest one that should have been marking two of the others is, uh, of course, Kim Young-Gwan, who, again, 32 years old. Uh, That should mean that you are smarter and in position, and he was not in position. So... Uh, that's goal number one. Um, it was just uh, chaos. And right, well, not right before that. In the 34th minute, uh, there was a really, really nice header by Ghana. And so that put them up to nothing. And that, that was a legit nice, you know, I'm not going to accost the Korean defense there. Then it's like the tale of two halves. David, I, I was driving to Blackheart at, at, at this point. Do you want to talk about the, the things that I would like to like rejoice about? Cause that would just be fitting. Well, I'll tee up. Uh, that's no, no problem. Uh, so I was in there with our friend may actually at the bar. Um, and the second half kicks off and Korea looks like a, uh, like a much, much better team. Uh, clearly, you know, manager had fired something up their ass and at halftime in the 57th minute goal, uh, there's a goal. Um, there this one was this the oh yeah it was a quick cross um with a, a just a fantastic again we talk about those diving you know almost diving headers um putting your 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 head in uh harm's way again just the the way the korean dude attacked the uh ball was was just impressive not three minutes later um almost a carbon copy of of that again i shot the other side of the the other side of the net um, the cross was up from a little bit longer distance. Um, again, another just absolutely strong header. The Ghana, the Ghanaian uh, keeper had could do nothing on it at this point. Yeah, 
you could definitely tell Joe smash that one that was that yeah. was an impressive one yeah i'm sorry yeah you definitely yeah no you could definitely tell that the, that ghana was tired that korea had been just their whole game plan was just run them ragged and then you know i, I think you know sort of rope a dope and then just like punch the hell out of them for the last you know 25 30 minutes um however so 60 minute goal scores um about two or three minutes later mj comes walking into the bar um missing both the goals he uh he goes up to the bartender mind you this is what this is like 8 20 in the morning or something like that about thereabouts yeah um and for those like, who don't know, I usually wake up around 9, 930. <laughs> and so it's he walks up to the bar. He tells the bartender, he orders a, a, a Windsor from the bar. Um, Windsor and a water. Um, before he can even get the Windsor, though, uh, the Ghanaian scores their, their third goal. Um, and just an absolutely uh, terrible Yen's, goal. For, as like, usual, t- tells me it's all your fault. I turn around and start walking out of the bar. Uh Yes, he uh, and then he finally comes back, and of course, um, the bartender <laughs> pours him his Windsor. And I, I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen someone slam a glass on the bar so hard as MJ <laughs> after after that match. So, um, so yeah, why don't you take it from there, MJ? The the, the winning goal was 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 pretty as, as as well, but it's it's still like their back forward were not marking. They like there was not a cohesive unit. There was much more uh, zonal marking and not a lot of man marking. And that meant that, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Ghana likes to attack. They like to put a lot of people in the box. So they're just outnumbered. You know, like, like, like you can try to zonal mark, but like when you're at the box, you have four defenders equally across and Ghana puts four attackers all on one side. And so you have two, a, a center back, center back and a left back or a center back and right back that are, are on nobody. And they don't, they, they don't, and midfielders don't find the need to drop back and cover people. It's uh, it was just as a defensive minded person. Um, I just really, really wanted to uh, yell at uh, the Korean backs um, for giving Kim such a bad name. Um, and the goalkeeper is also named Kim and it, and it wasn't his fault. Um, but oh, then they turned it uh, on though, man. Like th- those last 10 minutes though, I thought they might actually get the equalizer. It was like so all Korea. I have said previously, maybe not on this pod that my concern about this Korean team with, uh, Paulo Bento being their, their, their manager, um, and is that they're going to look very much like Spain in 2014 or 2018, where they're trying to play tiki taka. They're trying to play short pass ball and pretty passes all the way to the net. But when they get into the attacking third or somewhere around the six yard box, they're not gonna make that offside run to push the defense back or risk that offside run. So they're just gonna hold up. They're just gonna hold up and like do back passes and try to try to run at the run at their line again. And basically like, that's kind of what happens is this Korea team, you know, tries to make short pretty passes, tries to get pretty goals, and then that leaves them susceptible to counterattacks, which you know the the IU brothers just embody so well for Ghana. The last thing I'll say is the last five minutes of the game, in like in ten minutes of stoppage, the last five to ten minutes, they decided, no, we're gonna go all England on this shit. And then you have, you know, Hyungman's son trying to like 
cross balls, except there's no Harry Kane there to like head the ball in. Um, you know, uh, I mean, the the guy who headed the first two goals, uh, Cho Gyu-sung, was still in the game. But the the problem is, is you have all these crosses to no one or to people that are heavily guarded. And so they they went away from they're trying to pass accurately and incisively and make these short, accurate on the pitch passes into going to full England mode. And it didn't work. It was a good desperation attempt. And they came close plenty of times. And they, you know, uh, 3G, uh, Greg Berhalter would be very impressed with Korea's uh, XG um, <laughs> as he tends to like that stat. But uh, I mean, in theory, he's still alive, but kind of a, a long road for Korea. Okay, so like, although there's a way for like ties to happen and Korea still makes it through. Basically, Korea has to be Portugal and they need Uruguay to be Ghana. So, mm-hmm. so tough. I know. Ah, we'll get to that. Um, I, I, I think I can do this one in pretty quick time. Let me get my timer going here. Make sure I can get it. I'm um, sure I went over five minutes. I'm sorry. It's okay. There is a lot of, as I mentioned before, all the division politically in the country. And so the backdrop of this match was one of the legends of the uh, Tropicalia and MEPB music and political movement in Brazil, Gilberto Gil, went to Qatar to go see a match. And some bozo Nazi fascist shitbag like decided to like harass him. And I mean, e- even if you didn't know the weight and the power that Gilberto Gil carries as, as, as just the god among men that he represents in, 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 in music, he's just an 80 year old old man like why why do you want to fuck with like an old person like that it's just like leave the guy alone um so that was caught on camera and that that just kind of played into again like i said in the preview things of if brazil's going to implode or rather if, if brazil falls apart it's going to be because of all the tensions and the implosion like within the team right now so a good representation of that he's still got to see his match though oh i put in here too of course, Qatari security is everywhere. Whenever there's like an LGBTQ uh, action or uh, an Iranian solidarity protest action, they're like shoving people and harassing people and getting them out of there. When a Nazi is actually harassing an 80-year-old brown man, there's no Qatari security around. <sighs> Frustrating. All right, to the match. So Neymar, we knew he was out. Speaking of problematic politics, um, they'll be better with him. Uh, Danilo also was out with an injury, which is fine. We thought Don, I, I, I thought maybe Donny would obviously would get in. Milito actually comes in. Um, and then on the other side, Zeller, you, you were quick to point out no yep. power cube, <laughs> no <Yep>. party, <laughs> no power cube, no party. Um, maybe you're saving, saving him for the uh, Kosovo aggression that's going to be coming uh, later this week. So start of World War uh, Four. Shakiri um, Shakiri really wants to play against Serbia. You know of that. Of course he so. does. Of oh yeah, does. I know. I, I I had a laugh too. Just throughout all of these matches, seeing the so-called fans that are clearly Qataris, just paid to like dress up as the other teams and you know pretend they're in this case Brazilian. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um. Anyway, into the match. Uh, Vinny Junior had some good success initially going in at the right side of Switzerland. Um. After that, though, I mean, this thing really balances out, and I have to give a lot of credit to the Swiss. They played very well. These teams know each other. This team, um, they, they had them in the group last World Cup in Russia, and they played to a tie. So a lot of these players returning have kind of been here, done that, and they, and they played like it. They, they were really, really aggressive. Uh, midfield was very tight. They were stuffing out a lot of Brazil attacks. 
Um, defense was quick to get back. Um, I, I put, let's see, there's a couple entries, but the Swiss get in as well. Um, Vinny had a nice switch, uh, gave Sommer a little bit of a scare in the 26th minute. Uh, 38th was a little scary. Uh, I, I, there was mis miscommunication back there uh, with the Swiss attack, and Allison had a uh, pretty messy clearance, you know, kind of a little nerve-wracking. Uh, 43rd, Thiago Silva had a nice header. And <laughs> this is the moment, everybody, where the lights go out in the stadium. After all those billions of dollars spent, can't keep the power on during the match. It came on right away, but it was just a very revealing moment, I think. Embolo, um, their, their striker from Cameroon that scored against Cameroon, he was smart to go after Militão, who was like the new guy in for Danilo, and he was having quite a bit of success actually breaking through the uh, – he was playing right back, so he's running down the left side. Um, so good on him. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was nil-nil at halftime, and like I admit I was not surprised. This is kind of what I expected. Um, I'll check in with you guys. And any, anything else you saw there in that first half? No, I mean, it looked um... – to me, it looked like the Swiss were, you know, up for the game. Honestly, they yes. were, they were there. And, and with Jan Sommer, they're the Munchen Gladbach keeper again, you know, one of the, one of the best, maybe the best keeper in Germany right now, honestly, um, I, sort of Manuel Neuer has something to say about that, but I've seen Sommer make some pretty amazing save, especially against Bayern. So it looked like it was a very even match. Um, coming out of halftime, Alison once again, almost had a really big howler, uh, I, I think there was just like a miscommunication. Uh, I, I, my notes aren't, I can't even remember what exactly happened, but he turned around and misplaced the ball, I think is what happened. Um, 63rd minute, we got what we thought might be the first goal. There's my timer. Um, Vinny puts it away. Uh, Casimiro just put, gives him this beautiful, beautiful feed, hits it far post. VR chimes in offside. Uh, Casimiro, at this point, I told you on the group chat, he is the engine. He is driving this car. He is the, the heart and soul of this Brazilian team. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, Sommer gets a double save in the 81st, and then my man gets the job done, 82nd minute. Uh, Casimiro takes the uh, Rodrigo assist, pass it to him, uh, takes one bounce. He absolutely destroys the ball. Uh, great blast. Uh, there, there's nothing Sommer can do on that one. There's, there's your goal. Very late goal, 82nd minute. Once again, um, relieve some stress. I was hoping they might get another one. They do not. Uh, they were pushing for it. Gabriel Jesus came in and, and he was hungry. He had a couple attempts on Sommer, 86th minute. Um, but there's your final score, one nil. It was, it was a good battle. Uh, Brazil get their six points. So they are through. Uh, but Switzerland are great. They they might be I mean who knows what's going to happen in this Balkan World War situation but if if they can pull it off you know they're good and and they play Brazil well like like they did last time like they did in in, in Russia um, so for G you know Brazil's through with six points plus three Switzerland at three points uh, zero on GD uh, Cameroon's got one negative one goal differential and Serbia one negative two um, uh, well we 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 don't have Jess anymore for the Swiss manager commentary but you guys were having some fun with 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 the swiss manager's look yeah i posted uh one of the ones on twitter i was workshopping my my twitter jokes in our group chat earlier today um which i appreciate thank you thank you gentlemen um yeah he the dude just google the swiss manager he looks 
you know, he looks like a Bond villain, right? He looks like um, um, <laughs> if Blofeld was be would be being played um, by somebody right now, um, or like say a a, a banker that is going to secretly uh, secret you away after um, Interpol is hot on your tail uh, in in Switzerland or something. So, um, <laughs> yeah. What was the one about the aunt, that, the aunt that disappears? Oh, and that was my yeah, favorite. He, he, <laughs> he, lo- he looks he looks like your 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 uh, very well off. Uh, widowed aunt's uh, new boyfriend that she brings over for Christmas, only for her to disappear three months later. Yeah, um, yeah. that one too. Yes, uh, exactly. Er- everyone, just look up Mirat Yakin, M U R A T Y A K I N. Nice. And tell me that dude doesn't have a plan to put a nuclear bomb on the moon to take over <laughs> the Earth or something um, in some right. sort of weird no, totally. James Bond plot. <laughs> Uh, the last match for today was uh, Portugal Uruguay. Uh, I, I needed to get some work done. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I don't know if you guys did. I, I heard, <laughs> I heard that. I mean, I saw the replay of the goal with Ronaldo like growing up and like celebrating it. He didn't. He didn't get that goal, did he? He didn't get that goal. No, not much to say no, about this no. game. Nope. Um, it, yeah, and they, and they and they yeah and they eventually they gave it to Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Thank you for yes. That's what I was gonna say. They eventually gave it to Fernandez. Fernandez got the uh, second goal on a penalty late into stoppage time. So there's this game. Uruguay, man, they, they kept Cavani on the pitch way too long. That dude was dragging ass at halftime, and they kept him on, a, on the pitch for another 25 minutes, 30 minutes almost. Mm-hmm. Um, longer than that, probably closer to 80 minutes, yeah. you know, uh, 80 minutes. And, you know, yeah, this Uruguay team is one of the most frustrating teams because there's some really good attacking talent on there. And then, like, just no they can't just figure it out That's yeah the problem. yeah it's i mean there was this, there's amazing cross with one of the younger players in which cavani literally all he had to do was just control the ball and then shoot and he tries to one time it uh he had all the time in the world he, he could have literally made himself some mate heated <laughs> it up right Make sure you pound it in the mate, gets it all good, take a couple sips, and still take a damn shot before the defense big finally caught up to him. because uh, he had just moved them everywhere away. And just just I didn't I never understood. I was like, you're wide open. And as G says, you're a professional, right? Put the damn ball away. You're a professional. Act like it. So that's group H. Uh Portugal with six plus three, Ghana three, uh GD at zero, South Korea. One negative one GD and Uruguay one negative two. So if you've been keeping track at this point, we'll talk we'll talk about it in a sec. But that's only three teams with two wins and six points: Portugal, Brazil, and France. Um, the the big hero of this match is I don't know if we have a name, but we had a pitch invader or uh, with uh, Superman save Ukraine on the front and respect for Iranian women on the back, waving the uh lgbtq rainbow flag like he, he's just hitting all the check marks in one big <laughs> pitch invading protest so uh kudos to this hero whoever he may be um it looked like he got slammed pretty hard <laughs> by the security but uh yeah good on him <laughs> i didn't i i wasn't really paying attention to the the commentary but it's not but from what i was reading on twitter um because taylor i believe taylor twelman and um john strong had this game they mentioned that there was a pitch invader. And then basically once they saw that the save Ukraine shirt, the the flag, they just stopped talking. And it was just fucking awkward silence uh, compared Sorry. to sort of, I think Telemundo um, on the other hand, I believe it's Andres Cantor. Is he the one who's doing yeah. most of the Cantor? Yes. Um, 
yeah, he was he taught he he mentioned it. He brought he brought up that they were waving a flag. Um, I've said he wasn't listening to the Telemundo broadcast. This is what I saw on Twitter. But basically, the 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 contrast between Fox, the Fox broadcast, you know, literally just dropping their feed, if you will, and mm-hmm. then you know the other broadcasts actually having the balls to say something and say what the person is protesting as they're running across the pitch. So um, hopefully, somebody uh, checks in with that dude's family um, and he gets home. <laughs> um, right. So. Uh, not to not to joke about it, but yeah, uh, the authoritarian state like Qatar, it, it wouldn't surprise me. So it'd be scary yeah. for sure. I mean, that well, guy a had a bingo card, literally. I was he did, like that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Let's yeah. Uh, let's run through all this stuff. Uh, all right, so that's group round two. We start group round three tomorrow with, like I said, a whole lot of questions. Only three teams through. Um, what what was the uh, craziest match? We got we got a couple contenders here. Um, Iranian win against the U.S., putting the pressure on the U.S. for tomorrow. And then uh, MJ says Korea to Ghana three. Any, anything else to add? I, I kind of want to say just and I'll let MJ if he wants to, to talk about Korea. I think that the, the combination of basically the last um, 45 minutes of the Serbia, uh, I mean, the entire Serbia Cameroon game, but the last 45 minutes of that Serbia Cameroon game bleeding into the, the 90 minutes of the Korea Ghana game. The, the craziest, basically, I want to say 135 minutes plus stoppage time of soccer that we've we've definitely watched in in the tournament so far, like consecutive yeah. back back to I back. Like I mean, I mean, Ghana Ghana delivers as the most entertaining team so far. Like they always end up doing something crazy, and they yeah. deliver every time. It seems like it, and so that's I, I don't expect anything else for the for for the yeah. for the last round. So. And I'll just, just like say have, before. Oh, good. Yeah. So I just say before we before I, I know MJ wants to talk about Korea Ghana. I'm just I'll just say um, the uh, for the Sickles FC uh, there was one dud of a game. The Maroon uh, Morocco Cameroon game was a dud, but uh, the there was the Saudi Arabia Ukraine or Argentina victory um, for Saudi Arabia. There was the Serbia um, uh, uh, Cameroon Cameroon game. Um, or sorry, yeah. Um, so. For four o'clock games, it wasn't wasn't terribly bad. So, and then MJ, if you want to, I know you want to you want to make the, the case for Korea Ghana. Uh, I was just gonna say, while result wise, the Iran win over Wales, in a, especially if you're a US fan, that that has storylines and creates table complications, and it is an upset. Um, it was a two nil match, and. Iran looked like the better attacking team. So the when I think of crazy again, I think of game states uh, to have kind of this tale of two halves where Ghana is very much dominating in the first half. Now Korea goes into halftime, gets a better game plan, makes some stubs. Now they're attacking much better in the second half. And then uh, for Ghana to get that game winner towards the end of the second half, that's crazy. I mean, we're talking crazy. That's to me, that's up and down, back and forth. And yes, as a Korean American, my heart was over the the place. It was all over the place. So it's extra crazy for me, but I, I can't think of if you're looking at game states or scores or switching leads or switching potential game outcomes of a crazier match in the second round. Uh, let's go to best goal. Looks like we have a double Argentine contest here. Messi versus Fernandez. Who's uh, I will say the, the first Dutch goal that we talked about, uh, 
whose name oh, the, uh, Gakpo. Oh, Cody Gakpo, yeah. Yeah. That that should be up here too. I, I would I, I think honestly, I think the answer is messy, but um <clears throat> I, I would throw in just uh, the, the goal today from Bruno Fernandez, the one that Ronaldo tried to claim just because Ronaldo didn't score it. I actually, actually, that's it. That's it. If nothing, if nothing else, if nothing else, because Ronaldo didn't score it, even though he thought yes. he did. So that's, um, there, there's the winner. But that, but we talked about that messy shot, Roger. In Roger, I think Rodrigo convinced me that, like, again, like that, that's just there's only one dude on the planet who can hit that shot, and you know, maybe there's maybe one goalie that can stop it, and definitely. Memocho is not that goalie, so no, definitely not. I mean, the other the other Argentinian that could have probably made that shot, um, you know, has retired and no longer plays for Fiorentina, but Batigol was the other person that could have done something like that. So, uh, biggest upsets. We have a nominee for the uh, Costa Rica Japan, which is <laughs> which is a good one. Uh, uh, followed I by I put I put in here. I, I think the more I think about it, it's that Morocco win over Belgium. Yeah, I didn't see that would, coming. Yeah, but, definitely not. And and I. Also didn't see Costa Rica beating Japan, but Costa Rica just plays um, such an unenter- unentertaining uh, brand of soccer. So um, they just kind of lull you into a false sense of security and then, you know, do one really good thing. Yeah, you it's like it's like they're being your Wells Fargo, your banking, <laughs> and then you just don't, don't, don't really have any faith in what they're going to do with your money or return yeah. it for you when you need it. Right, right. You know, so you so what are we... Go, David, please. you say they only touched it twice in the in, in in the box, and they scored one goal. You say that's boring. I say that's efficient. You know, <laughs> I, I, I say fuck off. <laughs> what I, what are I, we looking? I do here? have to give it to Costa Rica for being one of the two teams to actually score for Concacaf. <laughs> oh, it's been a nightmare. From that respect, that's for that's sure. true. Well, three so teams because Canada scored two. Rodrigo. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada did score. You're right. You're right. One of the few teams. They, they, I put they are the out. only team from CONCACAF that have scored and won. <laughs> they have the only team from CONCACAF that have scored and won. All right. I'm going to talk now. Um, so I mentioned earlier we only have three teams that are actually through, and uh, I, I'm not sure where that stands in terms of past World Cups at this point, just finishing up second group round, but it seems like there's usually more than three teams with six points. Uh, it seems pretty low uh, compared to the last, I don't know, however many World Cups I've been involved in now. What is this? Seven, eight, nine? I don't know where I'm at anymore. Um, any, in any case, only three solid people are three solid teams passing, of course, means there's a lot of stress coming up here. So here we go. Uh, what what all are you all looking for? We have obviously the big match tomorrow is Iran USA. Uh, Dave, I'm sure you have something to say about that. I'll put it out for everybody. Go. For it. Yeah. Well, just I mean, there's I think several games. I think I threw a couple in here. I definitely would. I think I, the one obviously Iran USA um, is it, there's a big sort of hullabaloo um, about the U.S. Uh, soccer Twitter um, put out a tweet that basically scrubbed the Islamic emblem from the um, Iran, the Iranian flag. Uh, no, and it was weird. It was, they literally within like three hours, they'd taken it down. Um, the government had said that they didn't walk it by them. The players and the staff had no idea that this was going to go out. Um, <laughs> lots of, uh, I think there's lots of intergovernmental calls to like check in and see what the hell is going on. It was in the U S soccer Twitter account basically came out and said, it was in support of the protesters and the women in Iran and in Iran. 
not Iran, uh, not a flock of seagulls song, um, Iran. And, but again, there was no communication or coordination with any of the players on the, on the U S team or any of the coaching staff or things like that. It just seemed really, really insane um, to do that. <clears throat> it was only on, again, only on social media. Um, if you looked at the, the matchup on the U S soccer Federation website, it, the correct flag was there. Um, of course, this turns into a thing. Um, and today there was some, some press conferences uh, where Greg Berhalter got asked. Um, one of the questions was why has he requested that the U.S. government move a warship off of the coast of Iran? Of Iran? Um, amongst, and then and another question about how um, American citizens can get visas to go to Iran but Iranians cannot get visas to come to the U.S. And why does he believe that policy the way it is? Again, a very like, typical question. Like, I'm just a coach. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, I, I mean, the joke has been like, he should, yeah. Like, yes, we want to be more vertical too, is the answer to that question. Um, <clears throat> and then um, I, this is also uh, from the presser, Tyler Adams. Yeah, I saw that one. Was asked that one on the IG. a ridiculously, what a, you know, very much. I mean, I, I think I tweeted, um, what about it? Pronounce is, it correctly. What about is unde- is undefeated in this uh, in Qatar? Uh, apparently, um, yeah. as a very yeah, he chastised him for pronouncing Iran uh, Iran correctly incorrectly, um, and then basically said, "You're black. Um, solve racism in the U.S. Like, or do what? How do you feel comfortable playing for a you know a country that's racist like the U.S.? Um, and then if you haven't he, given he was it a composed listen, though, man, like he, Tyler he, Adams he had a good answer. This, that's the reason this dude is the captain. Um, if yeah. you haven't listened 22 to 22 year response, old t- Tyler Adams, exactly. If you haven't listened to his response, go listen to it's like a minute and 15 seconds, basically puts the dude in his place. Um, you know, doesn't you know, doesn't you know, wipe things under the rug and but but basically, you know, says the word progress several times in the in the in their response, which I thought was great. And it said, you know, this is yeah, listen, thank you for um correcting me I, I i apologize for my for mispronouncing um i won't do that before but this is an education and you educated me and progress 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 is like okay cool <clears throat> and again yeah that dude's 22 years old and and um it, it's also hilarious that they asked that question they never asked the uh the white coaches the white players about what it's like to play for a country that has systemic racism built into its, you know, into its, <laughs> they, like, they never ask, asked the of secretary course, of state that question. <laughs> yeah. Ask, ask, the, ask the black, ask the 20, yeah, 22 year old black guy, you know, like that's re- like super, super cool. So anyways, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, an, I think, I believe it was an Iranian reporter and clearly was just trying to, you know, get a, a rise out of somebody. And to his credit, Tyler Adams was, was fantastic and did not um, step really stepped up to the plate in, in that one to mix my metaphors here. Yeah, re- reminded you reminded me of the Ecuadorian coach when um when after the presser they were asking him in the first game versus Qatar about they asked one of the players I think it was Valencia about um having to do with some of the issues and he was just like you know what he's just a player his job's just to play we all want equality for everyone we all want everyone to be treated equally we can't deny that we don't want that but ask him about the game don't ask him about stuff like that so so obviously that's gonna be a big one. That I'm sure all of us will be watching. Uh, we got a, a Japan Spain nominee in here as well. Um, anyone have seen anything briefly on that? Oh, just I mean, quickly, like Japan needs to win that game. Um, if they have any, you know, really, uh, I mean, theoretically, they get through with it with a draw if Germany, you know, d- drops points to Costa Rica. But Japan's going to be coming out, you th- theoretically, hope flying, hopefully playing some of their better players that, you know, were sitting on the bench for most of this last game. Look, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this. This World 
Cup has been all about upsets and it's crazy. So like I take the odds on Costa Rica doing something against Germany and put like five hundred dollars onto Amazing. that thing and then see you guys later. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna go buy an island after that. You're gonna need more than five hundred. <laughs> oh, I see yeah. you I you're, you're putting it in. I get it. I get it. Uh Canada, Morocco. I, I put I put, plays. That's yeah, funny. I, I put this one only if if, if Dane St. Clair plays because I think um Morocco Morocco has everything to play for this game. Canada has nothing to play for. So it could Morocco be it could, could be a blowout. Win this group. Like if, I think if, if they, they win, they, they don't win even the need to win by much. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if it's one nil, they could win the freaking group, which is wild. Yeah. Um, and of course, we got the Serbia, Switzerland. I, I don't think I even mentioned this after the Brazil match. They found a uh, oh Lord, a, a Kosovo Kosovo flag in the Serbian locker room with no surrender written on it. And of course, we're going into it now with uh with both Shaka and Shakiri as the Kosovo Albanians in this whole match. I mean, it's just it's it's like jet fuel on a on an already burning garbage fire. Yeah. It, I, 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 mean, I whatever no happened to happen. football not being political, right? I mean, just play this whatever sport, happened right? to yeah. it. <laughs> MJ, is this true you're putting in here? sports guys? Is that yeah. possible? I didn't realize this. So so 18 group E, Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and, and Costa Rica. And then this 2020, Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Cameroon. So FIFA just like cut and paste. Yeah, no, the I, this is what ha- has MJ Anon so buzzing about the groups are not drawn randomly. You know, it looks like they're drawn randomly, but after the complaints by the Serbian Football Federation, um, for those that don't remember, uh, just flashback to 2018, Group E, Serbia versus Switzerland, and uh, Mitrovic scores in the fifth minute and then in the second half granted Jaka scores oh, that's where we get the eagle albanian, that's where we get the eagle albanian double eagle yeah. and then in the 90th minute kind of like somerville did in, in anfield when he was playing for leeds uh he he scores a late goal and that puts puts switzerland up uh shakiri gets the late goal in the 89th minute he takes his shirt off showing off the power cube gets a yellow card and uh, yeah. Switzerland, uh, Switzerland, uh, win Man, on, a, on a late it's, it's... goal. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, be wild. there is an investigation, but who knows what's going to happen there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's when my friend Ryan from Vancouver, who has uh, heritage in Croatia, you know, He's like the only Croatian fan that I know that is cheering for Serbia or like he wants he wants to return to this sort of Balkan brotherhood or, you know, he wants to. Yes, let's remember the past. Let's remember that. But like, let's also like move forward and uh, become neighbors and so on. And I think that's that's all said and good. Uh, And Slovodan Milosevic is in prison somewhere. And I'm sure a lot of his cronies are, are there as well. That said, uh, you cannot just erase why Jaka's family or Shakiri's family had to flee the Balkans and, and go to Switzerland. You, know, that, you can't just take that away. That, that's, that's a recent event. That's something that affects them, that affects their families. And uh, so, yeah, this, this game's loaded. Yeah, loaded is the correct word. Um, I should mention, too, that neither the players nor the coaches – 
uh, said they had anything to do with it. It, it may just be a, an agent provocateur or something like that, just trying to push Shakiri and Shaka's buttons, which honestly may work. We'll just have to see what happens. Um, there are so many other matches too. Ecuador, Senegal all of a sudden has pretty big meaning. Uh, Australia, Denmark has meaning, which I never thought that game would be special. Uh, and then, of course, Croatia and Belgium, also now a, a big match. So there, there, there's just a lot of question marks still. Um, any, any other thing? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, there's, <clears throat> I did not realize there'd be so much vexiology uh, bants uh, in this round of, uh, in the upcoming so, round of, of uh, matches. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> the games are going to be fun. So, <clears throat> so yeah, let's enjoy it. Right on. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, another podium where, shall we? Uh, yeah. I'm <clears throat> um, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, man. Thanks you to Podiumware for sponsoring the, the you know the Sport Cup content. Again, you know for your custom team and, and soccer uniforms or apparel, reach out to Brian over at Podiumware. You can reach him at 651-895-4559 or email him brian at podiumware.com. Uh, also, huge shout out to Pence Homes uh, for helping out as well. Um, Nate uh, Pence Homes. Um, if you're interested in buying, selling a house, you have questions, uh, your parents are moving in from, you know, out of the, out of the state and need to uh, need a home. Um, Nate Pence and his team work really hard for everybody. Uh, Pencehomes.com or you give them a call at 612-308-1122. Well, here we go. Um, it's going to be a wild ride. And, and now, like you said, you don't have to wake up early, Dave, but now we have like the double, <laughs> the double situation happening. So, are they going to split these matches between Fox and Telemundo? Or I'm curious how what the coverage is going to be like. So I don't know what oh, yeah. NBC Universal is doing because they're the ones that own Telemundo, and they got the. I'm Spanish looking at it. I'm but, looking at it right now. Yeah. But Fox will split split between Fox and Fox Sports One. Got so it. So just like they've been doing for the earlier games, uh, some were on Fox, some were on Fox Sports One. Now you'll have games both on uh, Fox and Fox Sport 1 at the same time. Yep. Um, I do not know what Telemundo is doing. Well, and uh, for the 9 o'clock, I just looked at it. They, they are going to be split. Telemundo's got Ecuador, Senegal, and Fox has Netherlands, Qatar. So that one, I don't know if it all work like that, but at least for that match, it will be. Well, gentlemen, thank you once again, and thanks to Jess that was here earlier. Um, let's see, we got to drop some other things here, don't we, too? Mm, yeah. uh, Patreon.com backslash MN football show. That's ours. Patreon.com backslash the Daves. I know that's yours uh, at MN football show on the Twitter at TDIKMN for you guys. We got Texas Zeller. That's Zeller. Obviously, Rodrigo is at RSC spoken word. MJ, MJ Matsui. Uh, I am at Eric SB Musica on IG. <laughs> I've always wanted to do this. Jess is at Jessica 1440839er. <laughs> yeah great I'm job eric <laughs> <laughs> all thank right. you listeners we know these have been long and we hope you've enjoyed them uh we've enjoyed it as well as as difficult sometimes uh mentally as it can be trying to like put in a little cognitive dissonance between all the horrible things and actually just trying to enjoy the tournament and enjoy the sport but we're having fun i'm having fun glad you added that <laughs> 60 second commentary there at the end we've Always. been the minnesota football days yeah <laughs>